Now how I remember you, how you would play my podcast through your phone to make your speakers move, to hear my voice so smooth and sweet. That's right. And we keep... <laughs> God damn it, that's we right. Don't. It's Cover Me. The only no. podcast that talks about famous songs. There are many cover versions. And ask the questions, why'd you guys cover this song? Come on, guys, really? Anyway, I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my... Dutch. Dutch co Heritage. In this by my one, Dutch co-host. Just like something Joined by my Dutch Alex Mildenberger. <laughs> All right. That's a factual one. Usually I call you like an invalid or cool. an alcoholic, I think, once. Uh, you probably implied it. In the studio with us today, a very special guest. Uh, it's, uh, it's Nick McPhail. Oh, hello. I was going to list all your achievements. You Do you have your podcast up off the ground yet? No, I haven't achieved anything. Do you want to plug it real quick, though? Well, it should be coming out in about, I'd say, like, probably April, like, start of April, because we are just starting to do research for the first one, but it's just the disinformed podcast, so whenever that shows up. So is the purpose of the podcast to disinform people? Pretty much. That's the whole point. Uh, the whole point is, well, we're just doing it on pretty much the odd kind of ideas in the world. We're covering, basically, like, serial killers in Canada. There's a trial going on just recently about... Uh, Dellen Millard. That'll be the first subject. Okay. Just off the, you know, it's off Millard the. Millard or Mallard? It's an odd name. Like it's Dellen, Ma- Ma- like Mallard, but it's like Millard. It's spelt like Mallard, but yeah, okay. Dellen too. I've never heard, that, never name. heard that name. No, I don't know, but he's from Ontario. I haven't got to his uh, roots yet. We kind of just touched the court as so far, but yes. Okay. So people can expect that in April. Um, hey, I have a cousin who killed somebody. Really? Possibly two people. Don't tell me it's the same cousin with uh, the shirt business. No, it's not oh. that cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met this cousin. Okay. It's just they get spoken of in hushed in tones occasionally at family mm. gatherings. That's it's like, tight. so how's the trial going? We're like, well, we know he did it, so not good. Not great. No, I'm pretty sure he's in jail. Now. How'd he do it? <laughs> Um, not like cl- I don't remember. If you I, I don't know. I don't know the deal. How would you do? How would you do? <laughs> the new Gun? book. <laughs> in the lounge with the revolver. Gun in the lounge with the revolver. Gun, yeah, gun <laughs> them in the lounge, but you use a revolver. Gun in the lounge is the name of my indie band. Gun in the lounge. Speaking of indie bands, speaking of indie bands, we're talking about neutral milk hotels in the airplane over the sea. What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that could flash on the screen in a blink of an eye and be gone. From- the title track from the album. In the aeroplane over the sea. Now, Nick, I asked you to be on this episode because you're a you're a regular 4chan user, and this is like a big like meme there on their music forums. Can you talk about that for us for a bit here? What's the deal? Yeah. Uh, I still can't figure out why it's a meme. They have some kind of fascination with basically hipster music. I guess you'd call it that. Something that took about ten years to make any kind of following, and they really don't look up into anything besides. It's popular now. Like, it's become this weird thing. Because, like I've said, they had Slint, the, the uh, Spiderland album. Same kind of thing. Came out of nowhere. And then about ten years later, started picking up tracks. And for some reason, they just won't let go of the... In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. It's actually the mascot of the music board. So, now get out. Right. <laughs> that's yeah, their, that's their about, motto. So, the mascot... Because, yeah, they have it, like, on their banner, right? Yeah. Is the image of the, the uh, airplane the itself or just the oh, it's the, of the it's album. the what I thought was a coconut, but turns out it's a tambourine. 
the yeah, tambourine head. What do you head. think the head was on the album cover? Um, I did not think it was a tambourine. I was, was I the only one who thought it was a tambourine? Is it a tambourine? I People on 4chan seem to say so. Do you have quotes for that that you're pulling now up? Now that or? I've looked up close, it looks like a tambourine, but I didn't really look at it. I just thought it was like an abstract shape thing. Okay. I thought they were just kind of like modern art, weird stuff. Fair. I mean... But it does appear to be a tambourine, yeah. Yeah. So cool. Is there actually tambourine on this album? Probably. There's mm. a lot of like sound. Yeah, I've heard like one of the elements he pulls from is a thing called sound collage, which I imagine is like a soundscape kind like of Like a lot deal. of sounds all overlapping. You no, know, like just a lot of, almost noise rock, but artsier sounding, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so this was not a success, like you mentioned, when it came out in 1998. Um, we're not really sure when it became successful. No, I mean, I think it just kind of, like, simmered over the years, and then uh, people started to pick it up. Mm-hmm. I just heard about it on a podcast, so I'm sure plenty of people, but that's where I first heard about it. Not just, it was a while ago, but, right. like, that's probably where a lot of people heard. Um, it Neutral Milk Hotel briefly gets referenced in an episode of Parks and Recreation, uh, and, and Jeff Magnum as well, I think, as uh, April's, like, hall pass or whatever. Oh, this was yeah. somebody she can bone up. Really? He's a... I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, She likes indie music. He looks like exactly the kind of guy who would write an album about Anne Frank. Yeah. Which is allegedly, like, what this album is about. partially. There are some... Because he had, like, dreams, apparently, like, recurring dreams that he, he would see, like, a, a, a... I don't know if he ever specified it was actually Anne Frank's family. But it was during a period where yeah, he was reading he read Anne Frank's book. diary. Yeah. And so he would see like this Jewish family in danger in his dreams. He's like, I gotta save them. And then he made this album. So it's like kind of influenced by reading the book and by these weird like lucid dreams he was having at the time. Yeah. Were... So that's why it's, it's definitely a, a pretty abstract album. And I can see how dreams would influence. And of course, this song itself as well is, is that. Because yeah. that's what we're here to talk about. That's right. Yeah, song. He's yeah. It's his like his style of writing and everything is very abstract. Like everybody kind of pulls several different meanings from this song. Of course, a lot of people ride with the the Anne Frank idea. They're like, ah, it's about Anne Frank. So this line is about Anne Frank, and so is this one, this one, this one. But we'll get into that a bit. I want to jump back to the album art briefly because that was that came from an old European postcard that was altered by REM's designer Chris Bilheimer. And yeah, it was just like this, but there was an actual head, like the album, but instead of a tambourine, like a person head. Yeah. And so Jeff Mangum left the the band after this album. He kind of, and by left the band, I mean he pretty much disbanded it because he basically is Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah. And they were going to be the opening act for R.E.M. in like the year following. So just an interesting connection between them and R.E.M. Um, a guy, Elephant Six musician. So Elephant Six is the music label that they operate under, which is pretty much just Jeff Mangum and his bands. And he said that Mangum was always into the old-timey magic, semi-circus, turn-of-the-century, penny arcade kind of imagery. So that's why the uh, album artwork for this mm-hmm. is of that era, that European postcard style. Any, any thoughts on that? It looks cool. Yeah, it's a really, uh, it really sticks with me as far as album art goes. It's very memorable for basically being a Photoshop job yeah. of a postcard. And it's just that like weird old school like we don't really know how to draw people but we're gonna try it yeah kind of thing i think that's maybe the interesting part about this with the song as well is like it's a very low budget effort that becomes a lot better than it is 
Yeah. It's like better than the sum of its it's parts. Like lo-fi kind of deal. Was it the Photoshop we're referencing? Yeah, Photoshop and the song here as well. Yeah, man. I find it, they still kind of creep me out. They look like Russian dolls of some sort. Yeah, yeah it's definitely like inhuman. Like <laughs> well, especially because they're, they're kind of doing nice yeah, things with that. the arms. Like, Which is kind of, of reverse to the Anne Frank theme. I mean, yeah, they are just waving technically. This wasn't a Nazi propaganda postcard. It's just but... like a really awkward pose. <laughs> yeah. This postcard person, it's a good thing I have a pop filter because I'm saying a lot of P's. Um, yeah, wasn't like super great with posing, you know. I'm not really an artist, but that's a word I know. So posing, yeah, posing. word, Alex. <laughs> Let me know. Can you post <laughs> on words you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. He actually recorded these under a series of like demo cassettes because that's how you did things back in the day, like on an old four track, under just the name Milk. And then I guess he got other people to kind of fill out the instrumentation because on this whole album there's a there's a singing saw, which is literally just playing a saw. There's uh there's other weird ass instruments on this one. There's like a horns dude who like I there was a story I don't remember it now but mm-hmm. like he just he like left his job because he was Jeff Magnum's friend and he was like oh I'm gonna learn brass and then mm-hmm. he learned to play like the euphonium and the trumpet and yeah euphonium yeah well, it's just, just like kind of like a big trumpet and what's called mm-hmm. a euphonium he's got a neat name yeah uh-huh. the thing about the singing saw like you'd think that they would just call that instrument a saw. But yeah. they have to prove that it's an instrument by adding singing to it. Well, it'd be, it's, it's making music sounds. Probably when you're going to your bar show and they're like, oh, what the fuck are you doing with a saw in here? Uh, you're like, it's a singing saw. It's gonna play music. music. They'll call it a singing jug. Also, no, not yeah, nor do they call it a singing washboard. Yeah, or a singing any instrument. It's not in this song, but there's like not bagpipes, but like a thing that's related to bagpipes. I forget what it's called. It's another kind of pipes. Huh. In another song, so like, there's a lot of yeah, sack pipes, sack pipes, the old yeah. box pipes. Yeah, I don't know. Some like you know, what song is that one pipes. in? Um, untitled. What song is that? The one that's untitled. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because there was a four chan board that said the exact same thing. They're like best song on the album, untitled, and they're like, well, what fucking song is it? <laughs> <laughs> So do we like this song? What are you guys' thoughts on this song? Just on the first track. I dig it. I mean, the original track. I, I dig di- it. I dig this song. Yeah. It's a, it's a good old time. The almost problem with it is it's too easy to cover. Yeah. A person with uh, an acoustic guitar, everybody's got one, you know, can just cover Even it. Even my grandma has good, one. Which is good, but also maybe lends itself to some low-quality covers. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe we'll find out yeah i guess one last note before we start talking about the song itself uh this will come up in the lyrical interpretation as well but he wrote it in a single day in athens georgia while he was romantically involved with a woman laura carter now you looked a little more into laura carter yeah she was from a couple other bands like not like i think it was the gerbils and the most notable one was elf power i'm not a big uh band but yeah right yeah history. Her Wikipedia adds that one of the most important facts about her, she dated Jeff Mangum for several years in the 90s before breaking oh. up in 2000. So, How about that? She, she was also an Elephant Six musician, right? She was yeah, signed she's to the label for a while. Yeah, I think she they're... She was also an Elephant... No. <laughs> nah, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> she was massive and had a trunk, right? Yes. 
Tusks. Um, tusks, ton. Yes. Two okay. copies of it. Right. My favorite Fleetwood Mac album. Yes, glad tusk. we have this sorted out. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about the lyrics of this song because they are bizarre. Obviously. Yeah. There's a lot, uh, or or maybe nothing going on here, but probably something. It's they're pretty. Uh, we said abstract. They're a little. You know. They're. There's a lot you could read into them. Yeah. So like, if you go on Genius, it tells you basically every line is about Anne Frank. Anne what a beautiful face Frank. I have found this place. The face is Anne Frank. What a beautiful dream that could flash on the screen. The dream is Anne Frank. It's it's Anne Frank all the way down, which I disagree with, knowing that it's a like he did From it in a day where so he was like oh yeah laying yeah. on the lawn with fucking Laura Carter and was like I've got a song idea and ran and recorded. It. I was like maybe it's about the person he was laying beside and not just Anne Frank. Yeah, I mean he does say Anna's ghost, so Anne does she does seem. Uh, of course, I don't know if anyone ever called Anne Frank Anna, but it's not too much of a stretch. I mean, yeah, also know we would call Laura Anna. That's yeah. true. So, I mean, she gets mentioned, so she seems to be influencing the yeah the song, but but not entirely. Because her ghosts all around. There's definitely there's mentions of ghosts and things like that, and uh, and they do talk later about secrets, and uh, and the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably so there the, seems the to be... darkest verse there, where it, yeah. the whole instrumentation changes. Um, the B verse. I don't know if you actually call it that. I don't this think so. the one so. that doesn't follow the same melody as the other. Fair enough. Yeah, but in verse two, it says, in one yeah, day we will die, and our ashes will fly from the airplane over the sea. I think it's too late for Anne Frank's ashes to go anywhere, and she's already dead. True. Mm. It depends. Does he know where to get her ashes? You guys never thought about that, did you? I didn't think about that. Did you yeah. think about no, that? No, I didn't think, because I'm not 100% clear on exactly, I, like, I understand Anne Frank died in a concentration camp. Right, I, I can't remember which but, one yeah. specifically. <laughs> you just gotta scoop through them and be like, yeah, those are Anne's. That's pretty horrible. Sorry, but I, didn't, I didn't read the diary of Anne Frank. Did you either? Of you no, I've actually not read the diary of like, Anne Frank. Having done this, I kind of wish that I had like a little bit more background, and maybe mm. there's a few little little references. Little, yeah, little there. nods. And maybe um, I, I don't know. Is it long? I saw long? the Anne Frank play once. How was that? Mm. It was fine. Okay. Is it a musical? No, I was gonna say be, that would be awkward. That's one step away from the producers. <laughs> well, now, just to add to that, how awkward would it be to basically tell someone that when I die? I want you to throw my ashes out of an airplane along with Anne Frank's. I think there'd be a lot of questions with that. Well, it depends. If That's you're a tall you're order. like Hugh Hefner <laughs> big, you get to choose where you're buried. Mm. And they'll probably just be like, yeah. And also, Hunter S. Thompson wanted to be shot out of a cannon, right? Mm. And he got Johnny Depp to do that for him. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. It is. He had a whole bunch of other shit beyond that. There had to be like some big like peace sign holding the peyote button or some shit. Like, he had to construct a whole tower and bullshit. So if enough people like you, yeah. Yeah, if you got friends mm. in places. And I think if it's such a big thing on 4chan, you could see like a real grassroots movement when it like, dies. Let's get yeah, the see? ashes. <laughs> that's These could feasibly be the ashes. That's a, that's a note for Mangum. Just go to 4chan if you want some. They'll find them. <laughs> it is, yeah. So I really do think it is on one level just a love song, but... There's a big obsession on death here as well, right? Death, and yeah, just think, like, kind of tying the, like, thinking about the past. Yeah. Uh, talking about, I mean, obviously he's talking about flashing on a screen, things that could end quickly. So not just, so thinking about the future, but like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Back, and how things can end quickly. 
Yeah, and you know, I, I guess you could call it. It's like, oh, let's appreciate that we're here right now. He says, yeah. for, for now, we're young. Let's lay in the sun. Count every beautiful thing it's we like can that, see. That single moment of, of whatever. Nice mm-hmm. things happening. Plus, there's nothing more timeless than death itself. That's not a bad interpretation. Um, yeah, and, and again, it's about the like, strangeness of existence. You could almost tie this to the concept of thrownness we talked about last week. We did talk about thrownness With last Riders week. on the Storm, where he says, Can't believe how strange it is to be anything at all. You, you tearing up or <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just coughing. I've been co- I still have a cough. Oh boy! Yeah, it's not been giving a, me much hope. I got a fucking month. frog throat over here. Um, yeah, one that's my favorite line in the song. I think it's. I once there's an episode of what is it? Comedians in cars getting coffee, where oh. he talks to Jerry Seinfeld talks to Stephen Colbert, and Jerry's like, I just don't get new music. What's the deal? And Stephen Colbert's like, oh, I actually like this band, Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh. And Jerry's like, what the fuck kind of name is that? And he's like, there's a great line. He says, how strange it is to be anything at all. And Jerry's just like, I hate it. Yeah, that sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and that sounds like Stephen Colbert. I saw another video of Stephen Colbert. He's like, comparing the rhyming scheme in Favorite Song by Chance the Rapper, Feet Childish Gambino, and like some song from The Lord of the Rings. Really? Like, I didn't even read the songs when I read The Lord of the Rings. I skipped them all, so I I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, what do you, because there's no, like, rhythm. I know, but, like, there's there's something, I don't know. I don't know how. And also the, like, what is it? The, I am the model, whatever. Oh, damn it. Tom Bombadil? No, no, the, like, musical with the Pirate King. Fuck. What? The musical with the pirate the king. Musical with the king. pirate king. I didn't know pirates uh, had kings. And the very model of a modern major general. No? Pirate. I am a pirate king. king. Okay, I don't remember what the musical's musical. called. The Pirates of Penzance, something like that. Pirates of Pendance? Pirates of Penzance, you're exactly yeah, right. That's <laughs> it. Took a minute. It's an opera by Arthur Sullivan. Yeah. That one. And that song. Anyway, he was comparing all these songs across a lot of years is what I'm saying. Okay. So I expect him to like modern music. Because he likes music. Took me a while to get there. Yeah. And I would expect Jerry Seinfeld to not. To be a piece of shit. Kind of a piece of shit. (laughs) Who had a, yeah, sitcom for a while. Which I like. At least from what I've seen, which is probably not that much, because uh, it had like seven or nine seasons, yeah, like a lot of seasons. I've seen they like all banged, so I've like... seen like twelve episodes <laughs> of Seinfeld because that's all they syndicate. I feel like so. I just love the Larry King interview. Did you ever see that interview? I don't think so. No, where he's just like, "So why'd you get canceled?" And then he like freaks out. He's like, "Do you know anything, Larry? Is this CNN?" He's like, "I didn't get canceled." Like freaks out. It was the most <laughs> just the most egotistical moment I've ever seen on on television. He's like, you don't cancel me. And I'm like, oh, all right, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> What's the deal with that? Fuck <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I guess that's the official position of this podcast. That is now. the official position of this Sorry, podcast. Sorry, Jerry. Who's on the list Maybe. of people we hate? Rockabilly. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Aqualung. Not the album, the artist who did a cover of Take On Me. All right. Um, I want to talk There's about... There's a lot in these lyrics. You should talk about this. Let's talk about now how I remember you, how I would push my fingers through your mouth to make those muscles move. Now, this song, when I, like, when I listened to it before actually researching the lyrics, this always had like a very sexual context to it for me. I don't know if anybody else... A little bit. Yeah, when I you, mean... you know, fingers in mouths. I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> it feels about as... Muscles moves. <laughs> it feels about as sexual as like a ventriloquist in his doll. 
Well, yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not a, necessarily said in the sexy way. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it's not right? giving me a boner, but I definitely feel like it's giving somebody. I mean, a boner. it depends. Try another voice to say it in. <laughs> say it in a more sensual Maybe way. Maybe it was like French Israeli. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Um, but what I have to say about that is genius had an interpretation of it yeah. as him like flipping through the book, and the mouth is yeah the book, and he's yeah, just flipping he through makes the it talk by using his fingers and shoving sense. them in the mouth of the book. Uh, that was a very interesting interpretation. Just makes me wonder if he knows how to read a book. It's like just jamming. It. It just keeps like, uh-huh. yeah, it's talking. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, it's like I'm there with Anna's ghost. It's rolling and ringing through me. And then, like, yeah, the secret sleeping in winter clothes. I don't totally understand the, what the secrets are. Yeah, maybe this, this is because we're Canadian and winter clothes are out pretty much 10 months mm. of the year. Yeah, mm. like that's normal that sleeping they clothes. don't get the time to rest in the closet. Because I think the idea is here, these secrets are kind of forgotten. They're with your winter clothes. If you ever put on an old jacket, you find like $7 in there. Seven dollars. I picked that number specifically because I found the jacket once. Because that's like, oh yeah. That's co coins and bills or just coins. Just just coins. Okay, cool. That comes out sound because they're based in the southern states, right? Yeah, he's uh, from Louisiana, mm. and obviously spent time oh, yeah. in Georgia when he was recording this. Mm. So yeah, so maybe yeah. it's like his it's like secrets. A they hide yeah, how closet. often they have winter clothes. So it's it's kind of things that you keep secret, and then you know you're like, oh, I'll throw it in my coat, throw it in the closet. And you kind of forget about it, but it's still there. Right, there's no, like, getting rid of it. It's just, it's just a way. Yeah. The, I was thinking the, like, imagery, image I had in my head is, like, just if someone bundled up because it's sleeping. Mm-hmm. All secrets sleep in the winter clothes. So like, but I don't really, I don't, I can't really go anywhere with that. Of, like, just being wrapped up and, and, and contained. And, I guess, warm? I Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I Yeah, because I don't think the clothes are on a person. I think that's what makes... The oh, so the kept. secrets just sleep, so they're with the clothes, but you're not wearing Yeah, the they clothes. sleep in the ah. clothes, but you're not the secrets. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. Did, and then... Nope, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to... Does it... Like, I'm kind of gathering from it, like, the way more you guys talk about it is, like, maybe it's kind of like winter clothes are more like a shell. Kind of like a... Something, I guess, like a solitary confinement in your own space. Something that protects the inner you from the outer world. Does that make sense? Yeah, because on a sense. very like basic level, you wear winter clothes to protect yourself yeah. from nature. But on another level, like you can't exactly see what a person is like underneath all yeah. that because everybody just looks kind of bulky. Yeah. And it's so then, up. yeah, you hmm. take yeah. the next layer, and I can be like guarding your secrets, wearing a winter's coat. That's where your secrets sleep. And then, wait, okay. So the next line is with one you love so long ago, which is sort of where I draw the interpretation yeah. of it being again like out of place like in the closet like away because the secret sleep in the winter clothes with a person from your past right mm -hmm. that you've left behind so you're not necessarily actively wearing that although you could be i guess you kind of carry that memory with you the same way you would carry a coat on you carry those secrets right so the secrets in the lover are linked i think maybe it's a seasonal relationship hmm? oh <laughs> that, maybe that's just a brain fart just like that's what we say about Georgia. Mm. And then the line is now he don't even he don't know, even his, know name. his name. Is he dead? I think is he I think he he has changed so much that is not recognizable or no, something yeah. like that. Mm. 
Because we're talking about someone you knew a long time ago, and now they're not the same person right. anymore. So when they come back into your life the same way that coat comes back into your yeah. life, when you put it on, you're like, this thing feels different. Like, you still have a shared past. The secrets are still there. Mm-hmm. You can't erase that, but they're, they've, they're, they've grown. And you can't call them whatever your weird pet name was for them. Anymore. Yeah, and you can't remember what, what... And they don't even remember their name. Mm-hmm. Which I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Because they're different. And of they're, course, like... New genius is like, it's about Anne Frank. She's dead. She can't remember her name. But it cool. says he. Yeah. yeah, it certainly does say he. Anne Frank? Don't know if you know this. Female. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is there any other specific lyrics people want to talk about? Um, I mean, there's more when they talk about meeting on a cloud. Yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, the one it's he starts talking about like living in the moment almost he's talking about you know flashing moments and how things can move so fast and change so quickly but he also seems to be kind of accepting death in a way because he's like well it'll be fine later as well like we'll meet on a cloud and you know yeah so sort of everything will turn out right in the end fine it seems to be yeah because it's like an embrace or maybe just like nothing matters after you're dead yeah because he's not because he says one day we're gonna die and here's what we're gonna do. Our ashes are gonna just fucking fly from an airplane. Oof. And but he's he doesn't say it like it's a bad thing. No, it doesn't seem to be. He's just like that's gonna happen. Right now we're laying down and looking at the sun, and it's fucking great. Later we're gonna be in clouds. After the airplane, you know, ditches the ashes, yeah. we're just gonna fucking and laugh. Like we can still appreciate this moment mm-hmm. and still have something to look forward to, maybe. And we just need to accept that death is gonna happen yeah i think what was i talking to you about earlier um whole thing where i was like maybe that was his time machine where it was like death was the only plane they could actually meet because he knew that it was already passed so the only place in well some form of his own reality they could meet was death right yeah not really I guess that's part of it, because he is talking about death throughout, mm-hmm. and then kind of calling right, back and to Anne You could Frank. argue the book is also part of the, the time machine, right? We consider that the flash on the screen. He gets this one moment with her through her diary, and he's like, wow, what a beautiful thing. Like, what a beautiful dream right. to experience I guess that. The other, the other thing is, I mean, just saying that, you know, when we meet on a cloud, there is obviously a lot of interpretations of death and the afterlife. Mm-hmm. This isn't a particularly religious thing. But kind of saying, like, we will, it's a way of saying, like, we won't meet because, like, we're sharing this moment, we have the shared experience, and maybe this, he feels like maybe there's a connection, like, mm. he can relate to her in some way, mm-hmm. but they will never meet, depending. Yeah. Or, or they'll meet after death, or whatever. It's kind of agnostic in terms of, of, of its interpretation of death. It, right. But, and uh, is it death? He says we, when we meet on a cloud. That's how I interpreted it. I think that is the large interpretation, but uh, anything but it, that's up in the sky, we have to wonder, is he talking about getting high? Yeah, we always have to ask that question. <laughs> you always have to, always ask, have that to ask that question. And Nick, you were telling me he was quitting heroin by taking LSD at this time? Is that true? Uh, no, I don't know. I, don't know. I was like, this is what it sounds like. I, mean, <laughs> I thought that was like, a fact! No, 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 no. no. So I was like, this sounds like a burnout. Yeah. Like That's what I was saying. It's, like, it's yeah. a very... I don't know, it's a very weird thing where, like, the, it seems like it's a very end of the 90s thing where it was like, we're all just kind of, we're all lucid, 
in some why well, isn't lucid's not the right word for it because that means they understand isn't it? yeah that means that's like awake aware yeah well i guess they would assume they so, were awake so we're all only like semi-lucid yeah i think like i don't know it, it, like, i think it goes back to the thing i brought up with like uh roger waters right the wall yeah with how you make a song that means so much to you that i think people are gonna grasp and it goes back to the anne frank thing i'd be like oh he's in love with anne frank like for all we know he literally just connected to the point where she was like, you know, because I imagine being a Jewish girl, Nazi, like Nazi Germany, you're probably in pretty much solitary confinement kind of state. So maybe that's more or less the connection he made where he felt like he was kind of an outcast in a world that was, I don't know. So right. That, yeah. was, that was just, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I assume there's some, he had some sort of, mm -hmm. felt some sort of connection with the book. Yeah, you obviously felt something strong enough to spread the idea out over a whole album. Mm. I'm just so used to people telling them they're saying on the internet, at least. Yeah. Just in love with Anne Frank. Yeah, that seems like maybe a bit mm. much. Mm. Yeah, a bit of a stretch. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about the lyrics. Do we want to talk about the instrumentation yeah, on this one? There's probably more there, because it seemed, they seem fairly... Yeah, this is a fairly deep pool to draw and, like, from. You can you can definitely pull a lot out of it because they're so. In bad, Africa, we ran into the problem that there was probably nothing there. Yeah. Whereas this one is that there's probably a lot here. Too much. And it's it's very hard to dig it out. Of course, it might be nothing as well, but it sounds mm -hmm. cool. It sounds yeah. like there's a lot there, and I think that's what matters. Yeah. So to break this one down just yeah. real quick, break it's it primarily acoustic guitar going, and that's basically. The reason yeah, everybody's a like, lot of I strumming. can cover this song. Because they, they just hear that. But mm -hmm. in the background, you have all of these other instruments. Like we talked about. The there is a lot saw. of stuff that comes in. There's a horn solo that's yeah. very... So that's the strings? Uh, like is that, that that singing saw? Yeah. Okay, cool. No, the, the singing saw is that it almost sounds like a theremin kind of deal. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff, like, what the fuck is this? Like, is it violins? No, now it sounds like guitar. What? Is that that one? Um, Kind of almost whistly? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Kind of, like, discordant? Like, there's a lot of a lot of frequencies coming in? And yeah, and it yeah. kind of, like, fills out the background of yeah. the piece. Yeah, very interesting. Um, and I've, I've written here, it's pr this song is pretty much like the platonic ideal of indie music. And like lo-fi. Yeah, yeah, you got this lo-fi. Because there's a lot of like crunchy sounds in like the low and high frequencies when they play. And like, like things get very muddy. Get muddy. There's a very, like he's not a technically proficient singer. Yeah. Or guess, technically yeah, proficient guess, on guitar. Like yeah. it's all very simple. It doesn't, yeah. And it like the lyrics are confusing and mysterious. And there's, you know, fucking instruments that aren't in regular bands. Like a singing yeah. saw. And, and, and either trumpet or possibly euphonium, but I think I yeah. saw a trumpet as well and some live versions of this. I read somewhere there was a saxophone in it, and I never heard a saxophone. Uh, saxophone. Notice a saxophone. I noticed a, like a horn. I've noticed mm. the trumpet kind of section. And stuff. Yeah. The, like it does kind of sound like a muted trumpet at the same time. Yeah, like apparently was... at some concert he played, like after he came back to the scene for a bit, was like... Like somebody joined him for that and went to like the adjoining room and played through the wall just to give the same sort of sound effect. That's interesting. Yeah, after this album, he like Neutral Milk Hotel disbands and Jeff goes on to like, I think he goes to a Buddhist temple or something for a while. Like he studies Buddhism and just like kind of disconnects yeah, from the world. Yeah, he supposedly had to really like unwind and yeah, and, you know, Rivers Cuomo stage or what? Like that whole <laughs> shaved his head. 
Tried to be a monk. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. When would that have happened? You know what happened? No, I didn't. Well, like, what time period would that happen? I'm pretty sure that's what the whole Pinkerton album was about, because it's like, it follows him, like, falling in love with some Japanese girl, and then he literally says it in a song. He's like, then I tried, or he's like, I shaved my head and tried to be a monk. And you're like, okay. Oh, and what, right. what year would Pinkerton have been? Uh, what I'm trying to get at, what did... Yeah, maybe Carbon, okay, yeah. so that was earlier. All right. Just wanted to make sure that... It wasn't some kind of that Weezer, that, that Jeff... <laughs> that River, rather, Rivers Cuomo wasn't doing a Jeff Magnum thing. Well, okay. But that does not seem to be the case. So he put a lot into this album. Yeah. And it really drained him. It really drained him. And they did some touring, but not a whole lot. No. So with that, should we move into the first cover we got here? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Matt Pond, PA. PA. In 2005. PA stands for Pennsylvania. What a beautiful face I found in this place That is circling all around the sun what a beautiful dream that could flash on the screen with a blink of an eye and be gone from me. Is it actually Pennsylvania? I think it is. I was going to guess that. That's where he's from. He's from yeah. Philadelphia. Is that Pennsylvania? Philadelphia, city in Pennsylvania. Nope. So is it Philadelphia or is it Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? Yeah, Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, because it would be a yeah, state yeah. state would be the two, not a city. Two letters. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a New York band, though. Yes. But the band's named after Matt Pond. Who's from, from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Yeah. And Pennsylvania. sometimes when he sings, he sounds like he has a British accent. He's like, the notes I'll bend and reach above the, the trees. trees. kind of sounds, yeah. yeah so, so this is the first album called Winter Songs. English. Do you think this is a winter song? Mm, well, they do mention winter clothes. Mm, they do mention winter clothes. So, they do use the word winter at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's a winter song by default. Boom. There it's like go. how Mots by Jethro Tull is a summer song because they say summer sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Patio Lanterns is a summer song because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some reason in summer, your like, tolerance for shitty music increases like yeah. vastly. Drinking whiskey out the bottle, singing, never thinking about tomorrow. Singing sweet home around the bottle. Summer long. <laughs> That's right, summer. Summer song. So this one starts out with the drums instead of the Just guitar at the opening. Kind of yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like a very, it's a much sadder sounding version of it. Yeah, it kind of is like an echo and he just plays like, picks away and it's like. Yeah. It's also slower, isn't it? It's easy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This one's an extra minute, half a minute longer. Yeah. It just seems slower because it was like, uh, there's one thing I noticed that seemed a little more drawn out but the the actual production of it was you know kind of got me because there was a lot of other ones where they just did the same thing just yeah. play it yeah. and didn't add this it this had there. like a violin that mm. came in yeah at later on and his voice goes through some kind of uh filter on it it's it just does, like a short echoey. a small one yeah yeah and he doesn't he can voice. actually sing which we're going mm. to note is a valuable skill yes it's a great skill and this is tough for me to say because I know that there's good singers who are not good, like technical singers. Right. And I love some of those yeah, artists. I, I get that. I get that. But I don't know. You have to do that kind of voice just right. Like your voice needs to have an interesting draw. You need to be Bob Dylan or Sting. Or you know? like, I supposedly Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is uh, is one of those as well. So like, Morrissey. We yeah. Talked about Morrissey. Morrissey. Um. So yeah, I. This he, he does a good job. Yeah, so this guy is like technically proficient. Um, and we lose out. It's a sadder version overall. We lose the kind of joy that's hidden in the original, you know? He talks that's about how you're going to meet on a cloud and it's going to be fucking dope. 
and e like even like death sounds good in the original song. Yeah. <laughs> and in my day to day life. <laughs> Sad <laughs> joke. I can agree. And in but in this, it's just like oh, it's a bummer. Yeah, this is sucks. pretty even, I think. Yeah. In terms of his tone, at least I didn't notice a lot of like the instrumentation does some build ups and yeah. stuff. But like, but um, I mean, certainly in the original, there's a lot of like. It's the, you know, we're talking the indie things. It sounds like he's just, like, shouting half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it's very, like, raw. It reminds hey, baby, me. I like it raw. Raw. <laughs> like, now you guys said that, it's, like, it almost makes me question whether or not every time you buy, like, a PV starter kit, if you, like, open the box and there's just, like, a tab for this song on the inside. It's <laughs> <laughs> just how it all started. Here you go, buddy, play this song. <laughs> what? What it was your, this? your first indie hit. Um, yeah, the violin does like a bridge kind of section, like almost a solo, and it mimics the progression of the vocals in the Now How I Remember You section. Yeah, it does kind of <laughs> So yeah, while this version, I feel, fails to capture the kind of, like, whatever it is that draws me to the original, I think it is a... It's a slightly less complexly emotional version. Yeah. But it's not garbage this one does fine if this came on the radio i'd be like hey all right hey it's matt pond pa pa did you guys just hit your radio to make it work like hey <laughs> oh. hey look who it well, is yeah. how do you start your radio <laughs> ah true <laughs> my car's from 2000 <laughs> um any other notes on that one before we not really I didn't, I didn't like have a ton to say about it no we're gonna find actually a lot of these versions are longer than the original yeah which by for the most part is a fucking mistake, if you ask me. Yeah, there's a lot of versions too, so we probably better get. Yeah, talking. let's let's get moving along. So we got the uh, old Burns in 2006. What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that could flash on a screen in the blink of an eye and be gone from me. Soft and sweet, let me hold it. They were band, band, probably. 2006. They're a, a family band. You solution. Family band solution. Yes. What? The that's, solution. That's an what? Arrested Development reference. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. There's no I in Timo's film. At least not where you think. That's what they sing. That is what they sing. Anyway, uh, the O'Burns, they, they deliver honest, edgy, original Americana music laced with powerful lead vocals, tight family harmonies, and hot instrumentation. There you go. We read your fucking copy, O'Burns. Send us the money. Yeah. Give us the money, O'Burns. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is like a happier version. Yeah, the drums are a little more like dancey, I thought. Yeah, we got like um harmonies on pushing the fingers through the part. There's like dudes yes. and ladies singing on this there's, one. Uh... Yes, they're mostly the dude. Yeah. But there's some lady as ladies well. They don't alternate harmony. or anything, do they? No. I don't think so. Yeah, they, harmonies. We, we get to it's not until we get to I think Coffee Zombie Collective that they have like four different singers. They have like alternate. four different singers. Um, and, and, and yeah, I don't know. There's like a bit of a, there's, the, I don't have a ton to say about this one. Either. There's a guitar solo. There's a guitar solo after the fourth verse. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little guitar solo. My, my one like bit. positive compliment for these guys is that he's got good diction. You can hear what he's saying pretty Very, well. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I, I didn't really take note of this. Did they do the, cause not everyone does the E. Um, like I'm the extended guessing, vowel sound. Yeah, I'm guessing not because I didn't write an angry note about it. And I usually cool. All right, Nick, did you notice the e on this one? I don't think I can remember. 
Yeah, because I know some of them like try to follow to a fault. Yeah. And it does not always work very well. Because these guys are some UK origin, I'm assuming. I'm not sure. They are uh, honest, edgy, original Americana. Yeah, if they're oh, Americana, they gotta be American. I'd assume, but yeah, Americana it's is. Otherwise. Is it? I mean, Americano yes. is it? I, I don't know because we talked about Laura Briggs. Which song was this? On Forever Young. Okay. And she's like known for Italo pop and she's American. Italian American? No, I know. You can absolutely play Americana music. And okay. American. It seems weird that you would make that choice, right? Yeah. It does. I'm going to play Americana. I'm from the UK. Why did you think they were UK? It's the name O'Byrne. That, and I think, I swear that was the one that I caught, like, a hint of an accent. Mm. I don't know. They could be singing could have tone been deaf. Matt Pond, PA. Yeah, I know, right? Matt Pond. <laughs> I don't know. There's that tone deaf girl, too, so it might not even be an accent. Could just be a... Oh, yeah. So. She's coming up next. Oh. <laughs> was, was, that a, was that a segue? That's a segue into Roma de Luna, 2007. Roma de Luna. Um, this is much longer, quite a bit slower. Do you know that Roma de Luna conjures elements of traditional Americana filtered through a modern lens, ethereal uncertainty, and an underlying passion throughout? I certainly do now. Send us the money, Roma. Romy. You lost me. Roma. Roma? Oh, I copied it wrong. Then. Roma de Luna. Um, she's, is she the one who's like, Israeli? French, Israeli. You fucking tell me, Alex. I should have written it down, but apparently I didn't. She does sound French. I'll give you that. I think she's a little bit French. Um, so this one's longer, and it really changes up the like lyrical rhythm a lot. Yeah. I found at first, especially, very hard to sing along to if you didn't really know the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Because she was changing up the timing all the time. Yeah, she. You really notice it on the like now how I remember you section. I think, if I recall correctly. Changes up the timing there. Fingers through your mouth. Your mouth. Yeah, well, it's just, yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, there's a nice... Now, you guys think she's tone deaf? Is no, some... I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. It wasn't, it's not tone deaf. It's something about, like, I don't know. I guess it makes sense when you say she's, like, uh, from, a, like, another nationality. Because I always think about the scorpions. Oh, like, the scorpions yeah. always sound like they're deaf, but you're like, oh, they're just German, so... <laughs> that's another kind of deaf, I guess. Just, just, just an accent. Movie. Yeah. Like but, sometimes I don't know if actors are good or bad actors because they have accents. See, and I felt like her vocals stood out to me like a jazz, kind of like a jazz song. They're very like soft. Yeah, yeah. and it was more. Yeah. Uh, She's got like that kind of warble mm -hmm. that you hear in indie music, particularly. Yeah. Is it like Nora Jones or something? I'm not proficient in that, but they've that's it, that was what I, I got. Can see from some her. of the softer Nora Jones stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, just more of like a yeah, like a soft jazz, but the whole instrumental behind it didn't really add anything. So. No, yeah, her voice is definitely the most interesting part mm -hmm. of this version. And but then I the guess guy. there's a piano, and I wrote a about cello. that. There's a guy in it too, right? Yeah, piano starts playing. Yeah, isn't does, there? Doesn't anyone know? Does anyone know the guy in it? I don't know. Is there a guy in this one? I swear, there's a background mm, guy in this one. Yeah, maybe there is in the artwork at the very least. There's a dude playing guitar. Yeah, but I thought they kind of like went over like halfway through he took a verse that's where no that's a right. different one i think one. that's not this yeah. one i got confused with that then um this one yeah the, there is a piano that comes in it plays for a bit it comes in after 
the first verse mm-hmm. and then like cuts out for a verse and then just comes back yeah just it just kind of floats in and out maybe that's ghost like mm-hmm. thematic Ooh, no i just thought of that right now it's off the dome oh my that's God, all that from works. right here from yeah the brain space this is again like a slower version you're right it's got some like ghostly vibe i don't know if that's just because i think women who sing like that are ghosts maybe a little ethereal yeah you know um of course verse four which is the like different verse mm-hmm. does like a breakdown which is pretty common yeah or i don't know if you call it breakdown breakdown low energy <laughs> it's not like a dance segment yeah it's like a shift it's a they're just playing chords on the guitar instead of finger picking yeah and i think the piano cuts out maybe Oh, and they say, here's a weird thing on the final no, verse. still a piano. Yeah. Uh, she says, what a beautiful place yes. I have found in your face. She changes up a little bit. Which right. I think, I mean, it's more like the love song thing. Yeah. It's a little more like straightforward, but like, when I see your face, I feel happy. Kind of, that's what I got out of it. What did you get out of it? Well, she sees a place in the face, right? So the face is shaped like a place. And then especially because that one's the like afterlife verse, right? It's like, oh, I see heaven in your face. I see. We're going to go in the clouds. In your eyes. Yeah, like, the clouds are on my face? How do I get through this? Like, I don't know. Love again. In your eyes. You know. Singing Genesis? No. <laughs> First of all, Peter Genesis? Gabriel. But no, yeah, yeah. this is Loverboy. So Roma DeLuna, interesting voice. Oh yeah, interesting Let's move voice. on to the Great Let's Physician, two thousand. What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that could flash on the screen in a blink of an eye. Yeah. So this is Jesus. It's G- oh yeah, that's a Bible verse, right? I don't know. Either Jesus it's a is the great physician. Bible thing. He's the great physician. So this is not Jesus, or is it? It is. It is. This is Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna break this down real Minnesota quick. Minnesota Jesus. Best part of this song is the fucking violin. It does they, this little like. They say whoa oh at the end. I don't give a fuck. The violin <laughs> goes like. A couple times. It's the greatest fucking thing. Is there some trumpet in this one? Does it matter? Um, I didn't notice any trumpet. Although there are, I did say keep some element of noise rocks. So it might have been in that part of the song where things Could get kind of noisy. I think that there's like something echoing at the end. You may notice we're just talking about the end because the beginning is mostly just strummy guitar. Yeah, and like very faithful to the original yeah. on, on that guitar. So yeah, it gets more interesting once the drums kick in, which happens at I, don't I think know. at the end of the first verse, probably. And we get, because we get vocal harmony on, with me. That's true, but it's, yeah, he's like harmonizing with himself. Yeah. Double track. Oof. You're, you don't like double tracks? Just don't like when Axl Rose does it. <laughs> That's it. Just because. It's too much Axl Rose. Yeah. Just that whole, like, that, that noise he does in the background. Just over, like, under, I guess we should say, his mm. other vocals. Yeah, just wanted to, you know. <laughs> Just want to throw that in there. Just throw that in there, sure. Um, we don't talk enough about Axl Rose, so it's good. Any any other... What did you think of this one, Nick? Violin, I'll always get behind. But still, I, I swear, it's like, there's only a few... Like I said, the, the vocals always kind of get to me. Like, in all of them, I'm not sure why. Like, this one didn't stand out. But the instrumental part, I did enjoy. Like, the, uh, the strings, string yeah. instruments. can always get behind that. There's always some weird... 
like ominous thing I get unless it's an ELO song when there's like strings in the background. Right, yeah. <laughs> like when, I, when it's ELO, it doesn't sound yeah, ominous at all. It's like, like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. A funky song. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Have you been alright? Alright. Yeah, I love when strings play that part. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah. the electric part of electric light. So this one, again, yeah, like, he's, but he's not one of the worst singers. He's a forgettable no, singer. No, he does a fine mm. But he fine sings job. okay. Sings fine. He's okay. We're gonna jump into Coffee Zombie Collective 2013. What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that could flash on the screen in the blink of an eye and be gone from me. Soft dance. Okay, First time I, I said jumping. God damn it. But let's do Coffee Zombie Collective. Street light people. Who did you have? Uh, I just had the other one from 20... Oh, no, I had them in the wrong order. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I had the, the years right, but I had... Yeah, I just had the order wrong. Yeah, yeah I fucked cool. that up for these next two. Coffee Zombie Collective. Um, they... Banjo. Uh, they're a banjo. They're a banjo band. No, hang on. They're a folk I, cover no, hang band. on. I got their line oh, from their good. website. With our lineup of acoustic guitar, banjo, ukulele, mandolin, upright bass, trumpet, boom slap, and melodica, crowds squiggly <laughs> form and sing-alongs ensue. Man, what the fuck is a boom slap? I didn't look it up. I don't know what a boom slap is. Is that just slapping really loud? Maybe. Boom slap. <laughs> boom slap. Is that? Isn't that how that boom song goes? Boom, boom slap. The sound of my heart. The beat goes on and on and on and on. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I no, hope so. I don't think that's actually what it says. What do they say? I don't know. Not boom slap. Um, slap one in boomkin from wait, hang on. <laughs> this sounds like so they basically do like grassrootsy covers. They call it honky tonk of like pop songs. That's their thing. They call it honky tonk? According to their website. They're fucking full of shit. <laughs> Am I the only one surprised they don't have a singing song? They sound like the band that would have a singing yeah, song. Yeah, you would think. When you got a banjo. Yeah. What do you mean a singing song? Oh, a singing song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. singing song from earlier. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, the singing song from before. Well, yeah, they do sound like that. Like, there's wood everywhere. They need mm. a saw, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What, define honky-tonk. No. It's just a drunk <laughs> piano. I, don't, I honestly don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I call it grassroots They use a hurdy-gurdy? <laughs> Maybe. Which, if no one knows what it sounds like. Just sounds like pretty good, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> oh yes, uh, it's a good thing you're to bring your pretty good. <laughs> just playing it live in in the studio. In the studio. <laughs> can we see? Can we see another little run on that? Oh yeah, here we go. Just let me, just let me uh, wind it up. Pretty good, yeah, pretty good, good. He's saying, there you go. That's how it goes. Man, that's. <laughs> That's great. Brings a tear to the eye. So yeah, obviously there's no hurdy gurdy on this one, but mm. I feel like that would be a honky tonk staple. <laughs> Can we mention there's no hurdy gurdy uh, and hurdy gurdy man? I, uh, <laughs> this is like uh, I think they play like they're like strum on the ukulele in this one. Is it ukulele? I, mm. I guess you did so. mention they had a ukulele. Yeah, did they, they mention banjo? I think their strumming is a ukulele. I think Shit. that's this one. What about the arpeggios? Is, is that a banjo? banjo? I think that's a banjo. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Thank God. And uh, it's kind of like twangy. Honestly, I expected to really dislike this one, but I did not. Oh, I did dislike this one. Oh, you dislike? I like the instrumentation. I'll give yeah. you that. I thought the instruments were all. I just really like good. I would ensue to sing along. Mm. Yeah, well, you got to cover up his bad <laughs> shitty. I, I called it an indie darling country. Voice. Yes, no, hey, but I did think I did for a second. I think it was a different one. So I didn't like it as much as I led on. Okay. But it was. I didn't dislike it really. It's a little more. Like the drums, I kind of like the drum sound. Oh yeah, 
The drums were a little kind of got like it's kind of sharp, a little like a. Oh, and they do this do 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 shit. They near do. The end. They do. I hated what's that. The, what are the what's the melody of the do do do? Is it the do ba do ba do ba do? Yeah, yeah. I do recall this. Is it just the melody of the verse? Eh. I hate it. It sounds like to me I, it sounds definitely generic. it feels like like I I believe that sing alongs would ensue if this was played in a public space. You think you're gonna get a bunch of people to go do, do, <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I think maybe. I just I feel like as in in terms of like a live show in, in a, uh, foisting this on an unsuspecting audience that is not paying to see like neutral milk hotel. Yeah. I think this is a good way of doing that. Right, so was, you think it's palatable. I think it's palatable. I think it's a, a good way to bring it to, like, a small venue with, it, like, a couple people. Right. Mm. And, like, and have like, a good time. Like a room full of Jerry Seinfeld. Like a room mm. full of Jerry Seinfeld. You, you could sneak it into Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. And he goes, I like the song! He, like yeah, he would he would accept it. Even, wow, who and then these Stephen guys? Colbert would be like, this is Neutral Milk Hotel. And he'd be like... What kind of name is that? Oh. Except he doesn't have that accent. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of accent was that? What kind of name is that? <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, everybody. It's Jerry Seinfeld. Thanks, Jerry, for stopping by. Would he change his mind when he found out it was about Anne Frank, though? Better oh, question. That's right. He is, uh, he is a member of the Jewish community. Exactly. So They're a community true. now. Just a community? Just now? <laughs> Diaspora. They're uh, people. Yeah, like a nationality. Like several <laughs> guess, people, yeah. they form a... Oh, but to bring up the sing-along thing, oh, isn't yes, it like... Please. It seems like the opposite song to be like, yeah, we're a sing-along band, because you'd play this and there'd be like eight people who'd be like, oh yeah, what a beautiful... <laughs> 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 yes. They're like, join in on the last verse. <laughs> There's no chorus, so like... Yeah. <laughs> So the, yeah, there's no opportunity to sing along until the do to do's. Yeah, that's true. So that's and hopefully, only, that's why they exist. Yeah. Hopefully, people know the uh, you know the the actual flow of the do to do. Exactly. And, yeah, the do to do's are completely different from anything in the original. So absolutely, like, they, nobody would have any idea of like on your first listen, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, here comes like, the do to do. Uh, get ready for the do to do's. I don't know. It's not filling the singing saw void. Yeah. I don't yeah, know for that's sure true. though. I'm like, wait a minute. There's no singing saw in this version. I don't even see it up there. They're not them. They're gonna do do do, aren't they? And then they do 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 do. Should they even be called grassroots if they don't have a washboard or a jug? I called them grassroots. Oh crap! Called them country. Possibly erroneously. Country smash. Country smash. Yeah. (laughs) No country slash folk. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Folks is folk in the same vein as country. I mean, it's pretty. I would say they're like you know right beside each other. Yeah. Just waving across a pivot, picket fence, you know? I have a question, though. Might be yeah. a barbed wire fence, depending. That's true. Uh, do you guys like crooning? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that fits here, right? Is this a croon? He's not crooning, is he? I thought there was a part where they all kind of sung together. Is that crooning? Felt is like, that crooning? Yeah, it feels like crooning to me. I always thought crooning was like, Ain't no sunshine! <laughs> oh, no, God, no. I think crooning is like... You know, you, you and your cronies go crooning. <laughs> your crooning is like crooning. I thought crooning was like a... That doesn't sound quite right to me. I, thought, I, I, I thought it was like a more like crooning. a deeper like love song kind of Yeah, voice. like more blues associated. Yeah, well, apparently it's just two hummers singing a soft low voice, so... I'm, I'm just off. <laughs> baby. You gotta <laughs> say baby is. as well. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. 
But I will admit the blue, like the grassroots, like this is kind of bluegrass style of it. I do like that, but they did lose me in the whole. Yeah, I the, think like the, the vocals the always. Vocalist, <laughs> yeah. It could be a, like a much better piece. Can you verify? I swear Swing. they sung in like acapella or something in that one. I mean, I'm just. Was I we high when I was an acapella says? version this time. Yeah, well, not acapella, but yeah, I... but uh, no, I don't think there was a break. I don't think there was a musical break. Yeah, uh, uh, crooning. I'm going back to my my definition of crooning, which is all them singing together. Can we ignore definitions for a minute? Right. When, when they croon. <laughs> exactly. When they do a Nick croon. <laughs> I keep forgetting that that's not what the word means. I'm like, no, crooning. Come on, it's not <laughs> not they, that soft like, low hum. Celtic stringed instrument. Hmm. A croon. Yeah. Is that a yeah. string instrument? Uh, Celtic I, yeah. words? Yeah, I think so. Cool. But it's spelled weird. It's spelled like C-R-W-N. It doesn't even have a vowel. Fucking these Celts. Celts. Get rid of them, I say. They may have said hey. vowels. I Can don't you know. say that? Are people out for the Celts? Mm. Do we even have Celts anymore? People are of Celtic descent, I think, still. Yeah, yeah I guess. Kale is <laughs> Celtic descent. You're right here, bud. You're, you're Celt. Oh, obviously, the East Coast. <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> Scottish Irish. Okay. Fun He's fact. He's also a musical artist. Who, Coffee Zombie Collective? Oh. <laughs> I assume it's short for crown, though. Like, Must make sense. Um, yeah, 418 on this one. That's too goddamn long. It's a longer one. Yeah. It's too goddamn for sure. long. How much of that is crooning, though, in the true definition? <laughs> All of it, I think. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, the end, how much of it is that, uh... The last 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if they could cut that, what would we cut Chop down to? that out real quick. Got me a little hot and bothered. Oh, my God. Not a fan of this one overall. Like the instruments. I I yeah. I I didn't see to sing. Tay Allen sing. and the Rain. Oh, yeah, was... What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that could flash on the screen in the blink of an Please talk about Tay Allen and the Rain. Did you guys watch the music video for this one? No. Oh boy, you're missing out. Tell me. We're gonna all talk about it. about it. Yeah, let's talk about it right now. Okay. No. First, Should we're gonna we talk about Tay Allen. Yeah. Did you look up Tay Allen? She's a pop singer. Apparently. She's a pop singer, but like kind of comic. Yeah. Like so, I didn't. I got too distracted looking up Tay Allen. I never looked up the Reen. Oh, you the Reen is just the worst. I fucking. Okay, he's like a he's like a like an indie artist type. Yeah, his name's actually Renee. He's, he's the reen. Okay, first of all, Tay Allen. So, a number of years ago, mm -hmm. she released a music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, now I forget what it was called. But, like, she started, like, kind of serious, I think. But then the songs she wrote were, like, kind of dumb. Okay. So then people, like, she was sort of, like, made fun of. But she kind of, like, played and along with it. And then released more of these music videos. So, like, she seems to kind of, like, be sort of in on it and be like, yeah, it's just fun. And, like, it's ir fun, irreverent, almost, like, pop satire. I don't know if that's what it was actually going for. Right. But I got, but I saw a video of her on YouTube doing, like, a stand-up routine mm -hmm. where she basically just the whole time just talked about her story. Uh, it wasn't the best stand-up routine, but it dated itself because she ended with an Ebola joke. Yeah, that was her big finisher. Jesus, those were hot. Just the what? word Ebola. She literally ended with the word Ebola. And it got a laugh? Yeah. Nice. She killed. I didn't think it was that funny, no. but everyone else in the room did. Or they added a laugh track. Ooh. Anyway. Sinister. So that's Tay... Alan, tell me about the Reen. Let me tell you about the Reen. What is a Reen? Asks his uh, fucking self-made webpage. Imagine yourself in a world where gummy bears run wild 
taking delight in the anticipation of being devoured. A land where video game and cartoon characters live and breathe. Where superheroes soar the skies and houses are not made of wood, brick, or mortar, but Legos and candy. Where rivers of chocolate flow and burgers grow on trees. Where pizzas picked fresh daily from lush fields. That's not where I'm from. I was born in a border town called Laredo. I grew up on 60s vinyl and 50s remasters on cassette, grunge on CDs, and embarrassing pop downloads on MP3. I learned vocal harmony from the Beach Boys, Fear of Flying from Richie Valens and Buddy Holland. Buddy Holly, that is, sorry. And How to Rock from Elvis and the Beatles. Taught myself to play the guitar in sixth grade, and the rest is history. Irene is me, born Renee. Called Renee by family, Reen by friends, and the Reen by myself. Because we all now put that put in the before your name makes you like the Fonz. And what is Fonzie like, Yolanda? Cool. Get reamed. Get reamed? You know, Get reamed. Almost had me at gummy bears. Mm. He almost had me at gummy bears. He <laughs> lost me at burgers on trees. Well, I found the Urban Dictionary apparently has the reen oh, on there. What's the, <laughs> <laughs> they say, a singer slash songwriter and self-proclaimed disposable boyfriend from Loretto, Texas. Or is it Laredo? Laredo or Loretto? I'm not going Probably to correct Loretto. you no matter what you say. <laughs> All right, perfect. So, who writes mainly about the times he has been heartbroken but claims he's not emo, yet he totally is. As in, there goes the Reen running home to write that song about yet another girl that just rejected him. He looks good doing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually more informative than his webpage. <laughs> yeah. This is so. An awful duet. Music video. Yeah, yeah it's not great. The music video. Tell me. So it's mostly just them singing at each other. Yeah, are they married? Like the song, uh, no, I don't think so. It has wedding vibes, man. It is. Yeah, she has like a wedding dress on. They're married in the video. Uh, okay. Um, but not in real life. Just to be clear. I, I don't think, anyway. Um, they could be. I don't think they are. Anyway. Because uh, they have no other... I, sorry, tangents. So the music video. They're just singing at each other. And the song is like, he does a verse... And then she does a verse, right? Yep. So she sings verse two, and then they duet on verse three. Mm-hmm. And then they do a duet on verse four, which is the other verse. Mm-hmm. And then it starts, and they're just singing at each other in a forest. And he's playing his guitar, and she walks up with her wedding dress. And then it starts doing these flashbacks to, like, her coughing up blood. And they're, like, in a house, and she's like, she has, like, tuberculosis or something. I don't know. So what, do they die And together? then she dies. Okay. Yeah. And then, um... Does he take she, the last she's been dead. It turns out she's been dead the whole time. It's oh like a, it's a... It's the sixth sense? It's the sixth sense. Yeah, she's Bruce Willis. Kind of sounds like necromantic. Yeah. And hey. then, hey, romantic. And then she just walks away and fades away. But, like, it was totally out of nowhere. I was like, yeah, love song. And then suddenly it was like, boom! She died, and she's just like blood everywhere. It was like halfway through making the music video, like somebody on the production team was like, "You guys know the song's about death, right?" Like, oh fuck! And they're like, "Fuck!" Too bad they didn't jump out of an aeroplane over the sea. Yeah, there were no ashes, no ashes in this version. Ooh. But yeah, and then she was just like dead, and then there's ten seconds of silence at the end of the track. Ooh, nice, <laughs> ten seconds. It's a little much. That's a bit much. A um, bit so much. I hate his voice, and as it turns out, I hate hers too. Thoughts, yeah, feelings? Yeah, she was like, I don't love her voice. It's not the best. Like I said, she's got almost like this pop satire thing going on. So it's like this overdone, like poppy, yeah. kind of like saccharine. Yeah, it's like like Kesha plus one. 
She's Kesha's plus one? Yeah. She, like, goes the Kesha route, possibly on purpose. Okay. But this isn't really that. Supposedly, this is a passion project. That's why she... It's not really clear what of her stuff she takes seriously. And yeah. yeah. Okay. So she's, like, an okay singer, but, like... Not on this track. No, it's... Yeah. I'm pretty sure I avoided this one out of my head because I cannot recall it. Wasn't the best. Yeah. It goes a little. Because <laughs> yeah. like this. this might be the one I was mixing the Roma de Luna one up with, but I the only because I can only remember like the the first bit of that Roma one. But uh, this one now I definitely remember it now, and I I can picture it feels like a wedding thing, and I remember yeah. being like, this is kind of I it's, don't know. It's almost a bit like musical theatery. Yeah, I was gonna in say, you know how musical theater kids always try to sing like a Disney princess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that sound. The one thing I do like about it is that they've transposed it down enough that it's easy for me to sing. <laughs> so I can sing along to this one easier. Now I'm pretty do they do the god awful I really should have written down more about that. Probably. Um, there's because they're like, you know what? This one's probably not the most offensive. We get no. into the next one, I think, or the one after that. Yeah, some of them. Oh, hang on. Are... We, I forgot to talk about the fact on Coffee Zombie Collective that it's like four different people. Is that the Coffee Zombie Collective? Yeah. I don't. Wait, is it? Think, not? I don't think it is. What the to four different singers? Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Gallagher actually. Yeah. No, because that's the one. That's why I was saying like they all kind of sing together. Because I do remember that one. I yeah. swear that each oh, verse yeah, it's the, a different singer. That's, no, that's Eugene Gallagher. I think that's Eugene Is Gallagher. Because I also thought it was Coffee Zombie Collective, and I was taking my notes, and I had yeah. to copy and paste them to a different. Okay, and you would th yeah, my, think yeah. of the word collective. Taeyeon and the Reen. Yeah, that's probably what threw me off. They're bad. Yeah. Mm. They should but feel speaking bad. of not singing very well, Tweehouse. Tweehouse. <laughs> Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. So they uh this is their album Twee Wheelin', which you may have noticed is a Bob Dylan reference. Yeah. And so is the album artwork. It's just the album artwork from the Free Wheelin' Bob Dylan. Mm. Oh. Heads up. I didn't know that. Yeah. Visual reference. Should we be surprised that anyone in this list is a huge Dylan fan? Better no. Question. No. <laughs> no. I guess not. Do did you learn anything about this group? Twee House is a lot of different things, or at least other things that are not this group. Okay. So I couldn't find much yeah, couldn't information find on shit. them. I was more obsessed with what Twee is. Twee, yeah, pop, look up, yeah. twee Pop is a subgenre of indie pop um, that's characterized by its simplicity, simplicity and perceived innocence. Now, I could see there being a perceived innocence here because they sing like children who can't sing. And... We're going to get to more of that later. Well, the other children are fine. But anyway. Uh, Seriously, this is one of the worst. Yeah, they are not very good at singing at all. They alternate verses, I think. They, like, there's a lot of straining and like they just kind of like miss. Yeah. It's a little and, like, pitchy, dog. Sing. Yeah, it's a little pitchy, dog. Pitchy, like a little pitchy, dog. Yeah. Like a chihuahua. Yeah. Or like a... A Yorkshire Terrier. A Yorkie. That's the, That's one. the one. You know. The small ones. You it's, know? I know. This yeah. Yorkies? You know. Yorkshire pony? Dead. There's no life in this piece. No. It's yeah, just the Because we just get the guitar, and then just this, this awful twee singing. Alternating verses. Mm. Yeah. This and is then the one they one. harmonize in the last verse. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, 
Um, do they successfully harmonize, though? Oh, Or I, do they both sing at the same time? I would not say that they both sing at the same time. There we go. I swear, this was the one that smelt like moldy peaches to me. It was kind of had that same, like, like you said, that Annie folk. I can smell music. Oh, I can smell it. I am not a synesthete. <laughs> I just like the reference, because it's moldy peaches. You know, smell. Yeah. No, it's it good. reeks. good imagery. Just put good that imagery. in there. But they have that same kind of thing where, I'm like... I'm not familiar with moldy peaches. No? They did the soundtrack to Juno as their most claim to fame. I didn't see Juno. Did you? I saw Juno. Juno. I saw Juno, like, a long time ago. How did you like Juno? Uh, it was, <laughs> you know, worthy of a Juno award. Hey! <laughs> ho, ho, ho. But it's a movie! Yeah, those are movies. The Bola. Hey! <laughs> Classic. But they do that whole thing where it's just that raw guitar, and then it's a guy and a girl, and they're basically cutting back and forth in a lot of their music, and right. it, it works for them. I did not feel like it worked in this song. Like this, this song. Sounds pretty good at singing. Oh, it definitely just sounded thrown together. It goes back to what I said starter yeah. kit. Like they just open their PV, they're like, sweet, we're good to go. <laughs> Tabs. Oh man, look at this. In the aeroplane, I don't spell aeroplane <laughs> that way. You want to say you said antifolk. Yeah, I'm still kind of confused about what anti-folk is. It just sounds to me like, like I said, folk music that either talks about smoke and crack, or... Like, talks about stuff that folk doesn't normally talk about, or at least in a direct manner. They were not talking about crack, though. Oh, no, that's just why. I think the Moldy Peaches are in that yeah, oh, category. Yeah, that should right. explain that. They have a song called Who's Got the Crack. It's, so, uh, do you think Twee House is anti-folk, or are they Twee Pop? I don't know, because I still feel like... Any folk is such a new thing that it's mm -hmm. like a lot of these newer bands are getting junked into it because right. I also questioned whether or not uh, you would consider Neutral Milk Hotel that. Yeah, they're more like, uh, I wonder what, what did this song get qualified as on Wikipedia? Am I it's like lo-fi. Lo-fi. I think it might get. God, fuck. I gotta look it up. I think they just call it like indie, lo-fi, noise. Not noise. Would you? I, I wouldn't call it that. What would you call it? I don't know. Music. I feel like. There was a point in the 90s, yeah, too, it where it was just called indie rock and indie pop. Yeah. That's it. That's about it. Doesn't even say it's lo-fi. No. Weird. I don't even know what fi it's at. Yeah. What's hi-fi? Hi-fi would be U2. U2 is hi-fi? Well, if, hi like, because I always judge by production value, right? Yeah, yeah I think it's just, like, things that shit. aren't, like, if there's not, like, a bunch of weird static and shit all over. Yeah, it's real clean. It's just, like, normal music. Fart to house. I got Annie folk for you if you want that. Yeah, hit me with it. Just says, a musical genre that promotes songwriting over technique and personality over polish. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, that sounds about right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Eugene Gallagher. What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that could flash on the screen in the blink of an eye and be gone from me. Let's talk about Eugene Gallagher. Singer-songwriter Eugene Gallagher is a solo performer that plays tricked-out acoustic indie rock with lots of effects, heart, and electronic instruments. Plays so he's heart? like a regular... <laughs> the indie, singing heart? Like a regular yeah, indie Yeah, so basically artist. he's just your standard indie guy. Um, Yeah, I like the technique at the beginning here where the voice kind of... It starts out with a, like a heavy filter on it and then fades into just being it's a being clean normal. cut. Yeah. He does a, a similar thing. I think the guitar also kind of fades into the track. I think every, yeah, everything does. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very filtered, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it just sort of, like, opens up and lets more frequencies through. And there's, yeah, the guitar as well. Yeah. I got, yeah. That, I got that note, too. Look this is that. the first one where I get really mad at the... 
Yeah, they do a lot of that. Although I, I kind of liked their trading off. Someone did like the vocals trade off every verse. Yeah. Well, it's there's a a weird like thing that happened listening to this playlist where after you hear a really really sloppy cover like Tweet House, that's you true. Come to this right after like, Tweet House, oh, oh and now God. we have another like like female voice singing some of the verses. Yeah, who's much better than Tweet House. Yeah. So. And then right because this one goes her singing, and then it goes to either the same dude or a different guy I think singing it's another really guy. harsher. Love to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Yeah, he sings like smashing. And then another pumpkins. guy who sings oh, like yeah. deeper. Yeah, he sings like kind of like soul. Yeah, like so he got some interesting uh, voices on this one. But I don't like. The, and there's a piano the, that comes actually during the like raspy part. Like a piano comes in, and there's another like electric guitar playing chords. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought. Oh it was yeah, weird. I liked the. Uh, I think I like the electric guitar on this one. Or am I thinking of a different one? No, this I'm one also has one. a violin. Yeah, we get a lot of violin. Yeah, there's a lot of violin. <laughs> Because no one has a singing song. Mm, it's just something. It's so disjointed when you have four fucking singers. It is a little the same odd. Song. It is a little odd. I think it kind of works thematically in terms of like moments and meeting people and moving past and stuff and how lives. This isn't fucking rent. I <laughs> don't <laughs> no. need to see everybody singing about how many minutes are in a year in different parts of town. But it's still kind of about about relationships. I guess that have ended and 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 how people grow. Anyway, I I thought it sounded kind of cool. Yeah, I think I don't know. I guess and you do move away from being just a singer songwriter lo-fi indie thing, and I guess that's a strong move to put your own stamp on it. Yeah, it's definitely different from all the other ones. It's yeah, it's you know you congratulate your kid on making an original drawing, even if the drawing looks like shit, right? <laughs> You're like, well, you didn't just draw a sun and a stick person, like going somewhere. But it looks like a lot of dicks. <laughs> Don't see that every day. Don't see that every day. We're gonna day. have to talk about it though. And also, people gotta stop just trying to imitate every <laughs> note the original singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We see uh, this every time this kind of shit it comes up. Work. It's supposed to. He sings it like that because it's an emotional moment. For him when yeah. he's singing, he's like it. shouting. He out. didn't write the lyrics down like that. You don't have to sing it. Like <laughs> yeah, that. If you read his diary, they might have read like that. <laughs> Lots of ease. <laughs> like, ah, I wrote it like that. I guess I'll sing it. Like I think it goes back to something I was talking about. Is like that whole raw thing. Like uh, the original is raw in its own right and gives like so much room to be elaborated on and add so much to it. And people just decided to open their PVs and be like, "Hey, a song." And just give it the same way, you know. Right. They're like, no, I can play that song. Mm. Nobody knows that. It's an indie hit. Yeah, you're right. Your people like there's so much opportunity to take this song and put it in new, exciting context. And instead they're like, what if we lost the singing saw and the horns and fuck it, the drums, add another shitty singer on and bingo bango. It's I got my PV out. We're playing in the aeroplane. Three more singers. Yeah. Yeah, in this case, let's get my whole family to sing on this one. That's the worst part, is there's like the like we said, the old one so basic that when you start taking things out of it, you should start questioning what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's... Yeah, it is weird because it's like dense. Mm. But like simple. Yeah, the original is deceptively yeah. simple. Yeah. And then everybody gets tricked by it and is like, I can do a cover of it. It's going to sound fucking that. great. And is this the one that counts as a duet, you guys were kind of saying? Like, it's two people Oh, fuck. Sing? This one counts as, like, a quad... A quadet? A quattro. A, qua- a quaduet? <laughs> See, 
in that question, like you guys brought it up about other people singing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like this song is obviously so personal. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it take away that whole thing? Yeah. Like when you got like eight different people singing, like yeah, we all agree with this. Like, like I get the idea Maybe. of like it's all these different moments, but all the verses are so linked. Mm. At least for the most part, I would argue verse four maybe doesn't quite match up with the others, but the right. other one's like, look, I see your face, I like it. We're gonna die one day, but now we're just laying around. And hey, when we're dead, I'm gonna see you on a cloud and laugh. Like, those all three are hey, connected. Hey, hey, hey. Every, everything, everything, everything is connected. Okay. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <Take> <laughs> um, I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I don't have a defense for it. I just... Well, I, I don't expect you to defend. Okay. You're not Eugene Gallagher. That's true. I am not. Who's apparently four people at least. And dead. Is he dead? No. Okay. The album's <laughs> called Posthumously 1999. Oh, okay. Oh. I was gonna feel really bad about ripping into a dead dude. Really? A little bit. Oh. Okay. I'd get over it, but. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can see you on the cloud, and he's yeah. laughing at you. <laughs> In the cloud, <laughs> where all those dick pics Fucking are. Fucking Eugene. Okay, this next one I may have mixed up with the other one. What do you think about Marianne? Yeah. You know She's song? French. Yeah, Marianne Dessard from 2016. Yeah, she's for hellisher French. She's a singer, lyricist, and filmmaker. Alex, what are you? I'm none of those things. Does it count if I sing in the car? Yes. Am I a singer? You're a singer. Sweet. I'm one of those things. I always love that when people are like, can you sing? I'm like, not well. <laughs> everybody can sing. Yeah, everybody can sing. We obviously learned that here. <laughs> exactly. Um, this one, I like the, the drums in this one. They're the first thing I noted. They kind of take the like the strumming pattern of the rhythm guitar. They go... It's like it's tender, yet abrasive. You're just reading off but vulnerable, comical, mm-hmm. and heartbreaking. Did you feel like a fly on her wall and she was whispering her secrets <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> American chanson. American I don't know if you say what? it that way. Chanson. What does that mean? I have no idea. Like a hat? Like a chaison? Is that a, a hat? chapeau? Maybe. Maybe yeah, that's, that's what I meant. I honestly may have said it wrong. It's not a chapeau. Is it a chapeau? <laughs> it's a casquette. Casquette. It's a cap. Oh. Not like the cleaner, cascade? Cascade. Yeah, I would say this one. I like. She's got an interesting voice. It's not a bad singing voice, and there's enough. Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I interrupted. Like you instrumentation know. going on this one, you get sort of an old fashioned vibe to it, which we know Jeff was a big fan of old fashioned stuff, penny arcade bullshit. Yeah. So for her to kind of grasp that element of it, and like a heartbreaking it, American chanson. Yeah, it's uh, chanson was the only word in my head. Yeah, and I couldn't. Too. I didn't even know why. Sorry, chanson is a lyric-driven French song, so this is not a chanson. Um, yeah, the drums feels it's like marchy, like driving kind of like. Yeah, and it's like a similar sound to the original, but it it, it feels a little different. Yeah, the... well, it's because I think the yeah. drums actually take the rhythm strumming pattern of the guitar. They go. Yeah, interesting. Which, maybe the drums were doing originally kind of, anyway? Yeah, maybe. But it's more pronounced yeah. on this because you don't get they really take the it. guitar right away on they really this. Take I the believe lead. there is guitar a little later. But, yeah, it's a cool sound. And it, it really, yeah, it really it really drives it forward, I think. Mm-hmm. And 
the vocals are kind of ethereal as well. Yeah. Mm. Echoey. And like, I, yeah, I had like a French accent on singing. I always get a little like apologetic for like, it, I don't know, for some like, even if they're a bad singer, something about it being French, I'm like, oh, that's a choice they made. Like they chose to make it French, even though that's French. just how they sing. <laughs> so the strings yet again, always yeah. get me. Those strings oh, are like yeah. haunting as they're like, they're, they're kind of in the background all the whole time. And that vocal, like he was that saying that that whole style. Yeah. I don't know what it is that gets me. Like I do, it may not be com- like I guess one hundred percent noise rock, but it reminds me of a like Sonic U, kind of like the yeah, Superstar now that cover. You say it. Yeah. Where it's like they have that weird like ah, <laughs> like and there's this weird kind of like yeah, it's like whisper singing, yeah. and they put it, like put through a like distortion yeah. filter. Yeah. Strange. I do like it. So I'd I'd say this one had probably one of the better locals in my or locals one of the better locals vocals yeah yeah, yeah. The local vocals here local vocals yeah, yeah. And you're right they do capture on the haunting idea of the mm. original and really bring that out with the strings with the vocals and it really like with the beat like the strings really build and kind of almost get like almost a little bit of discordant and like kind of yeah in between mm. each other and make that sound particularly that towards the sound. end like it sort of builds like a collage up. of a sound? collage of sound yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I want to make a quick correction. I was wrong about Roma de Luna. Uh, that is not an Iranian anything. I just want, or, or no, I didn't say Iranian. I said um, French Iranian. No, I said French. Um, French it's Israeli. Italian. Yeah, yeah I was <laughs> not. That I was thinking of something different. All right. Sorry, I screwed up. Apparently, Pinkerton was from '96. Oh, for fuck. Well, and fuck. no confirmation that Jeff Mangum was on heroin or LSD. Okay, but not a far cry. There was something else I was going to add to this version. Oh, goes back to what you're saying about haunting, whereas the first version is kind of mesmerizing, and there is that subtle haunting, like, kind of undertone to it. Yeah. Where a lot of them kind of lost that in their 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 version of it, because it was just too upbeat. Yeah, you or just focus too much on the love aspect, yeah. or, like, too much on the death aspect. Mm-hmm. It's a real balance. Yeah. And this one, I guess, almost found the, like... The similar balance to the first one. Yeah. Because as much as everyone, like, always told like told me that uh, it was this magical love song, they're like, oh, it's so romantic, you know, like we said at the beginning, it's right. very much, you know, in hand in hand with death. Yeah. Yeah, say. the romance yeah. is almost between life and death more mm. than it is between any two people. Yeah. Mm. So, like, maybe he just envies Anne Frank because she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's a fair, like, interpretation. She made her mark. She's got a fucking diary everyone reads. Can you imagine having people in the future read your teenage diary? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, she kind of wanted it to be read. Yeah, she <laughs> didn't want it to be read. But she, I'm, like, edited it herself. But but naturally, yeah. like, from your perspective, you thought about the dumb shit you wrote as a teenager and fair mm-hmm. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> fucking 50s in the future, like, my God, did you read this? And it's just you being like, He's yeah, just talking about his dick. <laughs> yeah. He just goes through puberty and it sucks for him. I'll tell you, no one would be writing a song about it 40 to 50 yeah, years they, later. I'm, I'm compelled <laughs> by this individual. <laughs> but yeah, she makes her mark and then... Like, through very rough means, but means nonetheless, she fucking gets out of the world. She's in and out, and maybe, like, because Jeff, like, kind of does that with this album, but is not out of the world afterwards. Mm. It's very much still a part of it. He doesn't want to be a part of the music scene really anymore. And yeah, he did pull away after that. Yeah, he just kind of wanders for several years after that. I don't know if this is bad time bringing it up, but, like, do you think that pertains a lot to its um, success in later years? Because I've heard this before where... You know, bands disband. They're not popular at the same, like, at that exact time. And then, like, ten years later, for some reason, because no one can find them 
or knows what happened to them by this like kind of I don't know what you call it, like a, like a cult thing. Word of mouth. Mm. Yeah, well, it adds this kind of layer of like a treasure, like a mysterious, mysterious like gem. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh, and these guys never made another album, even mm. though it was Ooh. fucking awesome. <laughs> it's like that documentary, Searching for Sugar Man. Yeah. Where the whole thing was like, he doesn't know he's famous, mm. but he's famous here. He's like, oh, they're too cool. Also in this other country, they really <laughs> like me. But yeah, it adds a whole like layer to it, a sort of story behind it, yeah. right? Because if Neutral Milk Ho- Hotel just kept cranking out albums, we'd have just been like, yeah, these fucking idiots. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really done anything good since in the airplane over the sea, but it's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, it's like how people, I think it's Adam Todd Brown who says that Aerosmith should have died young. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when? Aerosmith <laughs> like before they made music? I think he says like after their second album or something, if they had died, they'd have a much better legacy than they do now. <laughs> the only song I can stand by them is, what is it, Falling in Love is So Hard on Your Knees, which is obviously about Oh, sex. Love in an Elevator? Oh yeah, which is also about sex. Is every one of their songs about sex? Pink's yeah, about pussy? So. Like, everything. Do you know they have, have, like, an arcade shooter game? No. <laughs> I still don't know that. It's yeah, Surely they have a pinball machine. Oh, mm. oh, surely. But no, they've got, like, a time crisis, like, shooter, <laughs> where you, like, whip vinyls at people, and the whole you have to, like, save Aerosmith from some evil organization who's, like, you know, anti-rock and roll. It's like an 80s music video yeah. concept where it's like, oh, people are against music, man. So you have to save Aerosmith, and the whole time, like, four different Aerosmith songs playing in the background. Just like on loop? And one of them's like a Muzak cover. They couldn't even get the actual original <laughs> Aerosmith. They're the only ones to cover their own song, too, weren't they? Run DMC. With that Run DMC oh, one. Walk, yeah. Walk This yeah. Way was a cover. No, we had, um, was it a what's movie? your face? Oh. Uh, the Wallflower was covered by the original artist after it was covered by another artist. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Sorry. I yeah, he said they're the only ones to cover their own song because they it happen, did it does happen with sometimes. Run, run DMC. Yeah, it happens a couple times. Even on, Sarah McLaughlin does a cover of Time After Time. Yeah. Hmm. Which we're going to be talking about on our next episode. And Cindy Lauper's on that. Tiffany was on a cover, another cover. Yeah, I guess it's not cover. her song. Yeah. But they were kind of covering the Tiffany version. They were. Of I they, Think they, We're they Alone they Now. They totally copied the like synthesizer solo. Yeah. Still catchy. It's <laughs> the fucking greatest solo of all time. I guess all I've right. just had an epiphany also yeah. because yeah. every artist covers their songs when in they concert. play it in live. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. You've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually really enjoyed this version. Uh, any other comments before we move to Trouble it's Peach? Neat. Yeah, I think we've got off topic enough that we should. Jump into the next one. Trouble Peach 2018. This one's Spanish. This one's Spanish. And they're Australian? Are they Australian? I think so. So, yeah, what I've got for their... I got this off their Facebook page. They're a Neutral Milk Hotel fanboy conned four mates oh i guess into making a tribute album and that's this album which is a spanish version of in the airplane over the sea and the cover art is like a peachy version of the artwork where yeah so it's got the lead singer as the child looking up at oh i didn't notice that i was distracted by the peach head yeah the peach head instead of a tambourine head on uh the The lady lady. the tambourine head lady so this is a different peach related one 
Not moldy peaches. Not moldy. No, not moldy peaches. Not trouble peach. This one, this peach looks totally fine. Yeah, it looks like a good peach. So yeah. This is a slower version. Facebook called them aggressive country for their genre. I don't oh. know if I agree with oh, that. Okay. I entirely disagree with that. But... Uh, it doesn't sound like that to me either. Mm. It's because of that sliding guitar. It does. The guitar slides right in at the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's pretty straight other than that. Uh, yeah, it's got But like it's a... in Spanish. I cannot vouch for the quality of the, the translation. I know he says here. Aki! Aki. Aki is here. <laughs> with me yeah it's i really like this one actually i thought it was like there's just something compelling about it's, it he definitely has like a strained vocal performance yeah like he's got that kind of and i think it being in rawness. spanish adds something to it like you said earlier nick it's you kind of feel like you'd just be like in spain or like in mexico and you just like pass a dude playing you're like hey yeah it's not neutral milk hotel, <laughs> and then just like walk on. Throw him a quarter and leave, you know. Yeah, there you go, bum. That's like what I like about it, though, is it. It feels very atmospheric. Mm. I kind of get a picture of where I am, you know. Yeah, it definitely has a different feel to it, possibly just because of the the yeah. language difference, and that always and I think makes that, it kind of interesting. That sliding guitar really adds like a laid yeah. back. That is cool. And we don't really get that a lot. <laughs> that's that's what they mean by aggressive country. It's like how hard that guy was playing that slide guitar. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it was like, really? like the whole time. Giving himself carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> Do love the slide guitar though. The only thing I can I really say about this is just because I have. Well, I think it was I brought it up to you. There was that guy who did a. Uh, Spanish covers or Portuguese covers of uh, David Bowie. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sue Jorge. Is it, Actually, I talked to... I, is it George? It's George. Damn. You talked to Sue I, No, I talked to... <laughs> I, I work with a guy who's, who's um, from Portuguese? Brazil. And oh. I was asking him. I was like, I always guess Spanish. And he was like, no, it's like George. Oh, okay. So That's it's like fair. something like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, that was Arthur. in there. Uh, what is that? The Life Aquatic? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of twee. Speaking of twee. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, which I haven't actually seen that movie, but I assume. But yes, sorry, you were saying. Oh, no, about, just, uh... About, yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah, and it, it does always, I don't know, especially zero, when someone starts... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if someone starts, like, singing Spanish, I feel like, uh, I'm on vacation, so. Yeah. <laughs> I do like it for that, but, uh, it... Because I don't know what exactly to call it, because it is reminiscent of how, like, Sue George there, like, uh, it just sounded slurred. Sorry about that. Yeah, it worked. But, uh, like, how he has that uh, classical guitar kind of thing going on in the background. I got that kind of more with this style. Like, it had that mm -hmm. kind of a classical acoustic guitar kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It wasn't obviously nylon strings. Yeah. I don't think, but. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, there was some Even though this really was just a guitar. For like instruments, it, the guitar was different enough from the original and kind of mm. took it in that direction. I think towards a more classical playing. Yeah, it's I don't know this one. I really enjoyed. I think there's a lot to be well. I I feel like there's a lot to be said about the vocal performance, and some of that may just be me not understanding the language. Yeah, but it does sound like I said kind of strained, and I think that that works. Mm -hmm. But not in the way that the original has a sort of strain to it. That is true. It's a unique strain that doesn't sound like shit and doesn't sound like the original. Yeah, it's like, it's like an antibiotic resistance strain. Mm -hmm. I was saying with covers like this and like Sue George, it's almost like you just opened a portal into another dimension and like saw 
like a universe where the original version like, it's was like this. A, it's like a Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Por- like tear into another universe where like Portugal just took over everybody instead. Yeah, right, everybody just started speaking Spanish instead or right. you know, something like that. Yeah. It's neat. I don't like this one. Yeah. Let's talk about Foxpaw. What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that can flash on the screen in the blink of an eye and be gone from me. Two in 2018 as well, which I did not like. One thing I noticed <laughs> about this one, after, I think, after two verses, they do like a trumpet thing. Yeah. Hang on, we forgot to mention in the last one, there's a another violin solo yeah there's another one there's a lot of violin solos anyway speaking of violin solos they usually replace the trumpet now this one it's a guitar but it very like the first few notes sound like a like a muted trumpet Mm. and then like it becomes very obviously a guitar after that but at first i was like is this a weird trumpet and then it was like and like played a chord and it's like no that's not a trumpet (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah so these guys call themselves an acoustic centered indie rock band that being said, there's a like a lot of electric guitar in this version. There is. And it seems to I found it was at odds with the acoustic guitar playing in the back. Like you they didn't so? sound well together to me. There was, yeah, at the end, it's like mm-hmm. very dissonant sounding. Yeah. And I don't know if that's on purpose. Not a good dissonance. Yeah, no. I don't know. It's very it's 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 doesn't it sounds it just sounds weird. It sounds like someone's playing in the wrong key. Yeah. Almost. It's just like very harsh. Um, yeah, it's like when you're jamming with somebody and you're like, you start playing something, and then you realize you've been in the wrong key for like I'm the like, past. Oh fuck! You <laughs> like said B flat. Like, oh, that's why it sounds like shit. <laughs> Except they didn't come to that realization. They're like, boom, put it on Spotify, brother. It's gold. Yeah, it does sound. It sound. Yeah, it does sound like it doesn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe on purpose, but I don't quite see what mm. that purpose yeah. would be. That being said, I like the tone of the electric guitar in this. I thought it had a good sound to it. It sounded like a trumpet at first. Yeah. To me, because yeah, I'm trying to remember the ending. Because now that you guys say that, I do remember how it just seemed like it all kind of like just fell apart. <laughs> like it's yeah, just kind of like they're so like, harsh, yeah, yeah. It just kind of floated yeah. into just the end. And well, Ugh. I don't know. You still, I'm still kind of upset that they tricked me with that intro. Yeah, it's like right. do, and I'm like, is this roundabout? And then, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, the roundabout was in the airplane over the sea cover. Yeah, that sums it up. The first note is the best part of this song, and then mm. it's just like, <clears throat> well, yeah, because you think if it starts with a harmonic, you're like, oh, so it must have this like kind of like flow to it where it's in like a harmonic style and it's just like hey and you're like oh there it goes yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this fucking twee singer rolls in any beautiful you're like god damn it oh, <laughs> man. literally doesn't make any sense but they have these people sing like <laughs> teacher we have teaches like they're like it's like they're scared of presenting their song and they're kind of like rumbling like oh, yeah. that doesn't have any kind of fit here but they're scared yeah, that's they- what i feel like like I guess they could be just emotional. I feel like they heard the song, and they heard the original, and they're like, oh, I don't have to be good at singing. <laughs> Perfect. Let's yeah. talk about Chris Richter, who knew didn't he didn't sing have to at be all. good at singing. Yeah, okay, first of all... This album very long. Did you look? 
Yeah, it's I like learned something. Indie wedding songs colon a whole bunch of other indie shit. wedding music colon forty alternative and indie rock love songs for arranged for classical guitar for the modern couples ceremony. So long that it didn't fit in the Spotify. Like like if you yeah. went to it on Spotify, it just dot dot dot, and there's no way to scroll it. Yeah. So to read the whole album title, what you can do, I learned, in, at least in the Windows 10 app, if you click and drag the title. Yeah, then it'll, like, it, it'll show up yeah. as like your drag thing yeah. and then you can also put it into documents so you can click and drag the titles and it'll paste a link into because like i do my oh, my okay, notes yeah. on like google docs yeah. i think you do too you can just click and drag them and it's super quick nice. and you can just remove the hyperlink and then boom you don't have to write it so now we know that shit you saved me a little time yeah a, lot, <laughs> a, a small amount of time <laughs> all right Hell yeah. I've been so, watching a lot of speed running, so I'm like, oh, it saves me a couple frames. <laughs> <laughs> Three frames? All right. All right. It's frame perfect, man. Going for a PB on this next one. <laughs> it's personal best and not peanut butter for listeners. For <laughs> those not in the know. I actually didn't know that. No. Yeah. Um, Fun fact. So this is, yeah, indie wedding music. We yes, had this one. another cover way back. That was that wedding was music. I, wedding I can't music. think of what it was. Well, it was either this charming man or... No, it had to be this charming man. I think it was man. this charming man. Yeah. Um, this one a baby also has a guitar in it, but this guitar is a classical guitar. Oh, hang on. There's something very important I need to tell you about Chris Richter. Tell me. And that is that his website's not very good. <laughs> That's... Because if you go to his website, it's like some, sa- some of his songs, which is good. Mm-hmm. But, but, if you, Windows, arrow key, or whatever, I, I assume there's a, an equivalent on Mac, mm-hmm. you can half screen hit the 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 window and then there's a little dot dash 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 menu but if you click it it doesn't do anything huh. and it only appears if it's half screen and then if you full screen it's gone that's bizarre so that's a little bug i found in chris richter's website way to go chris richter you fucking idiot fucking hire chris me to do your website dummy richter i'll intern for you chris richter and i'll be so your chris communications richter plays manager the classical guitar yes he does um and he's kind of he's playing this whole thing right He's doing, like, the melody, but he's also doing some backup stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guitar going on. And he cuts it short. Two minutes and 28 seconds. Yeah. So, like, he does the first two verses, and then he doesn't just, like, do the same thing again. He he cuts it down, and he skips right into, like, the fourth verse. Yeah. But he does a little thing in between the fourth and fifth verse, and it's a little guitar thing. So it's not quite as cool as, like, the Africa piano thing that we right. liked. Yeah. I liked, anyway. But, you know, he actually changes it up, like, to shorten it. Because if it's, he's just doing the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. it's not that interesting. Yeah, and then he, like, fills in a lot of the space. He does these arpeggios and stuff. And uh, it's a neat a neat uh, instrumental version. Yeah, this one was neat. A great palate cleanser when you're going through the playlist and you yes. hit Fox Paw. And you're like, ah, fuck this. Another one fuck of these. <laughs> anyone doing this song. And then you hear this and you're like, ah. Because it's relaxing because it's supposed to be wedding music. You're just like, okay, this is a nice little break. It's, yeah, and it even manages to go a little darker on its uh, playing of the fourth verse. It's obviously not so oh. dark that you're you're having second thoughts about your wedding. Interesting. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it's just a little bit. Right, like, it's oh. like a nice background music. Yeah, it's, yeah, and that's what this is, nice background music. Yeah. It's not going to win the fucking best wedding. cover today, but it's not... By any means, a terrible piece. It's pleasant. Pleasant. It sounds like. What did you think of it? I am usually a sucker for, like I said, classical guitar and especially instrumentals. But on my second listen, I literally had to make sure I wasn't in a Vietnamese restaurant. Because <laughs> 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 it's like I always play that game where I'm like, this sounds like a classical guitar, like in just like an old classic song, and then I'm like, 
but it sounds like Bon Jovi. And then I realized that they have these collections <laughs> exactly. of CDs. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what Ruby said when we talked about this charming man. She's like about being like an Asian mall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like music covers. Yeah, I was just, just going to say it. I was like, I had to check and make sure I wasn't on hold with the company. <laughs> right? It's like, that's all I gathered, kind of gathered yeah. from it, and it is, it, I feel like that was kind of one thing I'm surprised in general not to see, that there wasn't, like, an actual instrumental that wasn't directed toward weddings, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that just seems like it's, like, one of those, like I said, the dollar bin CDs, not to offend Chris Richter, he's good at what he does, but yeah. it definitely seems like it's one of those compilations, like, hey, remember the 80s? Well, now they sound... Yeah, slower it's, yeah, and it's softer. Very straightforward and has like its purpose. Well, nobody who's mm. confident in their art is like, here's forty songs on one album, <laughs> yeah. and they're all covers. And they also, it's very like consonant, like very pleasant sounding. Like I said, it's like the opposite of like the end of Foxpaw was so like weird and dissonant. Yeah, that like this is totally the opposite. And you're like, oh, this is music. This is it. Follows yeah. all the basic rules this is, of is music. This, this is music. Yeah, I love music. <laughs> I love music. <laughs> Yeah, this one, honestly, for how fucking forgettable this track is, we were talking about it a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, should we talk about Noah Proctor and Emily Proctor? Let's talk about the Proctors. So, fast and sloppy guitar playing on this so, one. So, like, it's just some fucking kids. The kid's, like, 14. <laughs> is like, he 14? Yeah. Shit, I had no idea. I he released this in, him. like, June. I looked at his Facebook page. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just some kid. Just some kid. Like, I don't want to, like... It's not great. Knock on like, it's fine. But yep. he's a kid. Okay, I'll say this. Plays guitar better than I did at 14. Fair. <laughs> and, yeah, your voice is going through changes, so maybe you're not getting yeah, singing. he sounds like a kid going through puberty. Like, he's not great at singing. He's not great at playing guitar, but, like, he's fine. And you know what? Made his own album cover for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It, looks it like... has sunglasses. Yeah, I mean, you know. Fake sunglasses. He got the song out there. He has so the you know deal what? with it sunglasses. I Good for you, Noah Proctor. You're, you are not a competitor, <laughs> I feel now that you guys have told me he's a 14-year-old, this I just know. solidifies my thing where he, like, oh. bought a starter he kit. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh my god! It has, like, eight songs in but it! He's got, like, a whole album. That's... Yeah, it's just called cover songs. Infinity yeah. times more albums than I have. We could release a cover song album pretty quick. We could probably release an album. We'll send it. We'll put paste on Noah Proctor's fucking Facebook page. Like, fuck you. Okay, Noah Proctor. <laughs> I'm We're at least as good as you. 25 goddamn years old, and I got a fucking cover album now. <laughs> Fuck you, Noah. Watch your back, Noah. And you too, Emily. Don't think we forgot <laughs> Don't about think it. Don't think we forgot about you, Emily. <laughs> it's kind that of explains why she yeah. sings like a child. Yeah, because yeah, she's probably younger than, yeah. I don't know, maybe not. Assuming I don't know that much about them. I, mm. assume, assume, I, assume, yeah. I No, it's his wife. It could be. You never know. <laughs> I mean, Elvis Presley married a 14-year-old. Could be both. <laughs> I'm just kind of uh, scared because he does a Jamaica uh, cover. He does what, like Dire Maker, I guess. Oh, but I've heard it's yeah, Jamaican. Like, yeah, yeah. Jamaican jerk off. Well, no, because I heard a story. Yeah, Jamaican jerk off. That's a, that's <laughs> a classic. <laughs> I didn't know this about that song. Just a fun fact, totally. Uh, but Jamaica is how it's because it's like, did Jamaica? It's supposed Jamaica, to be a joke, yeah. apparently. Yeah, it it's doesn't like, quite play for me, but maybe if you have a British accent? Yeah, I could see that. And you're also impersonating a, yeah. a, a Jamaican accent? It like, sounds stupid when I'm like, dear, dear maker? We are talking, just so everyone is clear, no, on the other end of the line, a, a about maker. a Led Zeppelin song. Mm. Dear maker. Dear maker? Dear maker. Because you guys know what the joke is, right? Not it's exactly. like, uh, so, uh, so it goes like, my wife went on vacation to the Himalayas. Jamaica? That's the joke. It's not funny. 
But it's like the Himalayas are in apparently touched Jamaica of some shit. Oh, okay. But it's like did you make her? Did did you make her? What, yeah. Did you make your girlfriend? This was also on the radio, so I don't know. Yeah. It was on like the actual radio. I don't think I get it. It's a terrible I joke. I don't get it. I swear, if I have, like, I can so look it up. What is the punchline? The punchline is the joke's really old, so it, it translates to not funny. Cool, cool. So cool. Just thought, just thought it was a nice little, uh, nice little quip. You yeah. Know? So like, they're they. I don't know. I don't want to judge them. I I'm going to, but I tell you this: I'm also going to feature them when we talk about Mr. Brightside at a later date. Mm. They got a version of that. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Future well, Alex, you diffused my whole. I was just going to rip into mm. these guys. Actually, they really stretch out one point. I can't remember, but I thought it'd be funny to switch above the sea to to the Serengeti, and then suddenly you're sick in Africa. Serengeti. <laughs> 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 All right, that's gonna be our cover of in the airplane over the sea. Serengeti. Here's a question: Do you think it was the worst cover? Well, I was. No. <laughs> No, I don't. I we'll don't put in factors. <laughs> Let's put in factors. Oh, There's they also pro- say now you don't even know his name. Um, yeah. Which probably makes more sense. Mm. It's a sensible decision, but I don't think the song's about making but sense. it's not the right decision. Noah. Proctor. <laughs> Let's give him some factors. It was probably recorded in his bathroom. <laughs> like, it would probably not a lot I mean, of money went into it. looks like. Like, yeah. album cover? Yeah. It's just him with, like, a wall and, like, a bunch of... He's drowning, there's a fire happening. Yeah. Oh, that's the sun. That's the sun. <laughs> I was it's like, the sun. <laughs> yeah, but look, it's sunny and rainy. Oh, and that's just a door frame. I gotcha. Yeah. It's a complex It's like a picture in his house. Mom probably took it. Yeah. Good job, his mom. Yeah. Let's go this into our pro- breakdown here. We got three categories yeah, today. We got the worst song, the best song, and the one most likely to be loved by famous comedian Jerry Seinfeld. I was gonna do by Anne Frank that we talked about Jerry Seinfeld a lot. Sure. So, no, I'm I'm down with Jerry Seinfeld. Down with talking about Jerry Seinfeld. All right, fair enough. All right, so worst song, Nick. You're a guest. Tell us. What's the worst one? The worst one? Ugh, it's gotta be a tie. Pop. We haven't had competition this strong for worse since Witchy Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet House is definitely up there. Yeah. Um. That's for sure. That is for sure. I'm gonna put them up there. I'm taking no Proctor down. He's 14. I'm gonna put him lower on the list because I'm like, you know what? Let's give him, you know, the credit of uh, forcing your sister to record an album with you and it's gonna sound like that. So, he's out. And I would say, yeah, Twee House and Tay Allen, definitely the worst to me. Yeah. Uh, the best? You want me to do the best? Oh, we'll do a round of worst, just so people don't get confused for listening at home. (laughs) Alex, what do you got for worst? Yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards Twee House. Um, they just didn't really sing very well. Yeah. And uh, other than that, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know I, what? I'm... Twee House, and this is maybe the worst way to put it, but I know, like, they're the closest to being Noah Proctor mm. while being adults. What? They don't have an excuse. <laughs> exactly. Do we so know like... if they're sisters? Brother and sister? Brother and sister? <laughs> I don't know. We do not know. I, I just want to say to no Proctor, them. good for you for seeing a project all the way through as a 14-year-old, because yeah. I never fucking did that. <laughs> it took me a year to get this dumb podcast off the ground. At least. Yeah, let's talk about best version. What do you got for us, Nick? I'm going with that Marianne Desard, just because of the vocals and, like I said, violin, strings, whatever it is. Yeah. But the vocals, definitely, hands down. I always feel weird saying the original. Yeah, well, the, I think the original <laughs> has something that none of these versions failed to capture or surpass. 
but I would say Marianne Dessart is a strong cover. Is the original an option? Can I take back my... <laughs> I didn't, oh, yeah, know, yeah, I didn't know the original. original. Like, what we do, though, yeah. usually the original ones we talk about well. Yeah, we oh, usually, okay. like, don't, we don't like to. Yeah. Mm. And uh, other than that, Marianne Dessart was pretty good. I still had a good time with Eugene Gallagher. Did you? Yeah, I said that before. Remember? You. It's looking gross, right? <laughs> I didn't say the O'Burns. I mean, I didn't say Coffee Zombie Collective. You didn't say Roma de Luna. I didn't either. I didn't say that either. Because that's a band name. I thought that was a person name. Oh, hi, I thought band was... name. Gross, Ox. You're going with, what was your your favorite cover was Marianne Desvard? Um. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think anything tops the original. I the, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's the strongest in theming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it actually like goes in a unique direction. I mean, for me, I actually really enjoy the Trouble Peach version, so that's where I'm gonna put my money. Even though the Marianne Desard one, I really like as well. But I just like that Spanish, and yeah. like I throw it on still occasionally from time to time. I'm like, oh, this is a good version. <laughs> and which one do you think you could sneak into Jerry Seinfeld's collection of songs? Hands down, Coffee Zombie Collective. <laughs> well, right, because you thought that was easily accessible. Yes. You think he's going to get in on those do-do-do-do's? No. No, he's going to make fun of people, for, but he's going to talk about it. Okay. He's going to say, what's the deal with participation? <laughs> he's going to get back into stand-up. <laughs> he probably still does stand-up. But I, think, the... I think so. I don't know. Does it ever, did he ever do stand-up? Did yeah. you call it that? <laughs> he stood up. <laughs> he's there on stage. <laughs> what do you think? What do you sneak into his discography? No, definitely the Chris Rector one, the uh, Hindi wedding okay. one, because all you'd have to do is take him to a Vietnamese place and be like, "Put this on." <laughs> you'd be like, "This kind of sounds like that Anne Frank thing." <laughs> that was my Jerry impersonation. <laughs> Great Jerry impersonation. You kind of sound like Jerry Seinfeld anyway. Yeah, so I guess so. You don't have to um, change much. Yeah, fuck you guys. I I should have thought more about this. I made this category. <laughs> I think you could get him to listen to. The Noah Proctor and Emily Proctor one. Because he'd be like, what are the kids doing these days? Like, they make music, brother. This one's about Anne Frank. I'm like, Noah Proctor made it. That's my Jerry Seinfeld. You got some solid, you got three solid Jerry Seinfeld. If you guys want to send us some audio clips on Twitter of your Jerry Seinfeld impressions, Hell, if Jerry Seinfeld singing in the airplane over the sea. Yeah, like, hell yeah. I would like to hear. Hashtag my Jerry impersonation. This is how I Jerry. Hashtag Jerry song. Jerry playing over the sea. <laughs> in the Jerry, in the Jerry can over the sea. Hashtag what's the deal with airplanes over the sea? Yeah, hopefully that's within that's the a character, lot of characters. Count. But yeah, here's the hashtag at Jake the Cressy on Twitter or at some Alex Wise guy. Or at, what are you, Vinyl Apparition? Vinyl Apparition, yeah. That's a tough one to spell. Vinyl with a V? Yeah, Vinyl with a V. Vinyl. And then I-N-Y-L-A-P-P-A-R-I-T-I-O-N. Let's throw that one up. There you go. And uh, so we're going to jump into our bonus segment this week, which is called, How Would You Do It? If you could go back in time and save Anne Frank. For the, for the parameters of this, I'm saying you have a time machine. It's only got two uses on it. So one to get you in and one to get you out. And you can only take yourself and non-living organisms with you. But they have to be of a certain size. You can't go back in time with, like, a jet and just fucking, you know, save the day that way. How do you save Anne Frank? My first? Yeah, I guess you're first. <laughs> We're looking at you. So, my, supposedly, my, I have a great-grandparent who was involved in some resistance activity in the Netherlands 
during the German occupation. Okay. Uh, delivering meat or something like that. He was a butcher. Um, so I feel like I could get in with my own ancestors and be like, yo, guys. Did they speak English, though? I'd need to learn Dutch for this. Right. For sure. Not modern Dutch. So either. how much prep time are you taking before you activate the time machine? I mean, I think Anne Frank is worth it. Yeah, so but let, let's say today, like, you, got, you have the time machine now. You're 25. How much time do you take to study Dutch before you Ten hit the years. fucking machine? Ten years. Ten years. So 35-year-old Alex is yeah. back in time. I don't look Dutch. No. And you're going the back to the future approach involving back to your future. ancestors. I need to involve my own ancestors. I don't think there's much chance of me fucking them. That's good. So anyway, um, I have to contact them and like do some sneaky... He's got underground. like He knows people, right? So I didn't mm-hmm. smuggle them out. We'd have to smuggle them. Right. Yeah. And you know where Anne Frank is, because at this point in the we know process, the fr- we know where the Frank have house is. Read yeah. Anne Frank's I diary could go as well. There, I could go see the place. I know the ins and outs. Educate myself. I've got years of learning Dutch fluently. Right. So, I think I yeah. So you're a smuggler out in a meat truck, essentially. In a meat truck, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, Nick, you told me you were just going to stop Anne Frank from being born. <laughs> you sticking with that strategy? <laughs> I see. It would save her a lot of stress, I'll tell you that. You know what? The, qu- the better question is, why would we save Anne Frank? Because then we miss out on this album? We, yeah, we wouldn't even be here right now. Yeah. We wouldn't be talking about this. Exactly. We would, we would back to the future not only Anne Frank, but also this podcast. Mm. That's right. Or this podcast episode. Who knows? Who knows what would be different? But you would put Jeff Mangum's mind at ease. Or <laughs> I'd drive him crazier, because he wouldn't have anyone to relate to. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm stuck here with this Laura girl, playing hard to get. The only book I could read from World War II now is Mein Kampf. Right? <laughs> yeah, guaranteed have Basically, some different you know, thoughts. Yeah, like, and then suddenly, indie rock is all Nazis. Mm. I think that's it. Yeah, I honestly don't know if I'd be able to save Anne Frank. Like, <laughs> it's not fathomable. Give, it, give me all of time. <laughs> And I would just be like, ah, fuck, I should probably use the time machine and save Anne Frank today. I'd be like, ah, yeah, ah. I think I would go for, like, the classic put-on-the-greatest-show strategy. <laughs> to, like, distract the Nazis and yeah. sneak her out? Maybe, you know, like, a, a Glorious Bastards take where I explode the place, too. Yeah. Gather all the Nazis really? in one place. Explode them. And then, uh, you know, a twisted version of Cat People plays in the back. And... <laughs> Cut to credits. Anne you know, Frank's alive. I die, so I don't need, I don't... That's the problem, though. I yeah. die, somebody finds the time machine, goes back to present day. It's one person, though. Yeah, but what if that one person's the remains of Hitler? Bum, bum, bum. That's the thing. I can time travel out before the actual bomb goes off. Just That's hope true. for the best. Yeah. Yeah, we can use this time machine. We can literally just time machine into the place yeah. and then grab her and time machine out. No, I said no living organisms besides yourself. Oh, okay. In that case? That's specifically to prevent that. I think we're missing the easiest way to do this. Would be to just go back in time with her book and be like, look at that. Is that how you want it to play through? (laughs) (laughs) So that's how it happens. She'd just start running and turn into the sound of music in an instant. That's the guy who rats you out. Kill him. (laughs) Or something, I don't know. You're basically just giving her the whole future of her life right in writing. That would have horrifying... She would have to live with the fact... Do you think she might kill herself then? Like, still write her diary, edit it, and be like, well... <laughs> Would she believe it? She'd be like, like, who are you? Like, a time traveler from another world came, and then people would just be like, this is raunchy fiction. 
Like, it starts out as just an honest diary of a 14-year-old girl in Nazi Germany, and then it becomes time travel fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's an approach. Tell us how you'd save Anne Frank. Hashtag Jeff. Here you go, bud. <laughs> Plus, yeah, when I go back to the future, I would absolutely find Jeff Mango and be like, we did it. And he'd be like, what? And then that would be it. I would <laughs> never say anything else to him. Jeff. We did it, Jeff. did it, Jeff. Jeff. All right, yeah. All right, I feel better about myself. <laughs> Do you want the chance take on this? Yeah, hit me with it. So, they had a board a while back, uh, from nine days ago from today, and it says, Their face when, you realize Jeff Mangum is a beta bitch. And then the guy adds, Even if he did have some sort of time machine, he would never save Anne Frank. He would end up getting cooked as well. Damn. And then the other guy, the next guy that posts says, but he did save her. Mangum killed Nazis to save Anne Frank, and this is the thanks he gets? Damn. But that was the greatest one. <laughs> it keeps going. It was like, Jeff is a pure-blooded Aryan, and he still chose to fuck some random Jewish girl, 100% based. This is the 4chan culture. Yeah. And we can tell why the comments are disabled that, that on this was, That was what, three posts to <laughs> that? Was three, three posts into this thing. And the last one is, not knowing that Jeff Mangum saved Anne Frank and had her raised as his sister. Not knowing Anne Frank later took a new name and they married. Thanks 4chan for your contribution. That's the end of our show. Um, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, subscribe, tell your friends about us. Use the hashtag CoverMePod and talk to us. I'm, again, at Jake the Cressy, J-A-K-E-T-H-E-C-R-E-S-S-Y, some Alex Wise guy who you're never going to hear from the following. No, probably not. And you can follow uh, Nick McPhail at Vinyl Apparition, V-I-N-Y-L-A-P-P-A-R-I-T-I-O-N. Look out for his new podcast, Disinformed, coming to you sometime within the next two months, maybe. Um, and as we always say on Cover Me, cover those secret doors that lead to where Anne Frank lives so the Nazis don't find her. Blah, blah.